0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Built on Hope, the podcast dedicated to competitive Imperial assault. I'm your host Isaac, and in this episode we are going to be doing what we do every single time there is a new IACP drop, and that is a full-on season review. So I'm looking forward to this. Season 5 has been in the works for a long time. Some of the designs that are coming out in this season, we've actually been working on ever since working on Season 4 because uh, we've been over this in a previous uh, stream, but we do a lot of cutting when we narrow down which cards we do want to release for a season. So some of these cards have been working for a long, long time. It's nice to finally see them make their debut. Uh, So joining me today, we have the marvellous Jessica. How are you doing?
1: Hello. I'm good, thank you.
0: Amazing. And we also have David. How are you? Hello. Yeah, doing well. Marvellous. So, yeah, it's actually been quite a while since we've all been on a, on an episode together now, hasn't it?
2: I know,
1: yeah.
0: It's been a really busy uh, time for all of us with everything going on and...
1: There's a lot going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Indeed. But it's nice the way we're all able to make this one as this is a very critical one. Obviously, every time there's a new season, we we'll, we always love just going down and taking a deep dive into all the cards because it really helps us get a sense of what the new season is going to be.
1: This is one of my favourite ones. It's just really fun <laughs> to see what's coming
0: yeah. up. Completely agree. So, before we dive in and we go over all of the factions who are getting new stuff, let's first, as we always do, close out the previous season. So, in season four, we had a lot of things happen. We had Krennic introduce a new kind of way to play troopers, we had the Mortar Trooper, which was a completely new type of card, a squad upgrade. We had more Landis his Darksaber, who was very controversial and has done very well in the first set of tournaments. And we are recording this right after the first Pro Droid Cup, which happened yesterday, which means that we don't know who's won any of the next events yet, but that might be clear by the time this episode is released.
3: Yeah, so you, you played yesterday. What was the field like? Uh,
0: the field was very, very diverse. Uh, we had Boba Jets, played by Kyle. Um, he... He went three and one, easily made it into the top eight cut. So we had 14 players, and which meant four Swiss rounds in a top eight cut. Uh, very, very fun event. Uh, I did awfully. <laughs> uh, got some bad matchups, and my opponents played very, very, very well, and I was a little bit out of practice. Uh, but it was still a great, very fun event. But yeah, very diverse matter. We actually had uh, one of my favorite parts was that Joey, um, who is Clooney the Mad on the forums and stuff, he was challenged by someone to play a horrible list it was um gomorians and tuscan raiders he went 3 and 1 with that list pretty good which is yeah which is very very impressive so i'm very curious to see how he does in the rest of the tournament it would be hilarious if he could win and just prove the haters wrong
3: but why why are people hating on those units they were both iacp buffed I mean, the
0: Gamorians were Season 1 IACP buffs, and in my opinion, they are not buffed enough. And the Tuscans, they're not awful. I think they're just a little bit overshadowed, because both the Pigs and the Tuscans have to be compared to the only slightly more expensive equivalent of the Trodosian Hunters, who I think take home the prize in almost every way.
3: Yeah, that's true. But I, I think, you know, someone mentioned it recently that... What does well at tournaments currently does depend on the, the pilot a mm. little more than the list, which is a really good effect to have as well, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm so pleased to see the Tuskins and Gamorians do well. Because even though, you know, not everything has to be top tier, as long as a lot of different things can be viable in the right hands, you know, we don't want to make everything easy to play in ICP. Uh, Yes, we also had a bunch of Jedi lists. We had uh, some uh, scum lists and a couple of trooper lists as well. So a very, very diverse field. And, I mean, right now I don't have the exact numbers on what lists made it into the top eight cut. But again, by the time this episode is revealed, the article should be up on the ISCP website where you'll see who the winner is, um, who the top eight, top four and everything were, and what everyone ran. So be sure to head on over and check that out. But So let's close off season four before we dive into season five so what are the biggest takeaways from you guys from season four which was a very big season we had a lot of new content and a lot of radical content i dare say
3: uh, Mall is super strong <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. That's
1: definitely the biggest takeaway for me from season four is maul if i look back at season four and i'm like thinking of what encapsulates season four discussions maul definitely yeah. the things that i um was kind of sad that it didn't make as big of a splash as it did was the mandalorian was that season four is that season three
0: uh that was season four
1: yeah so i i was i was hoping to see more people playing um mando and the child um and we did see some play um but not it wasn't super popular And uh, Mm. the Trandoshans, actually, there was some controversies around if they were too strong, but how they were strong if you put them into Empire and they weren't necessarily so strong if you kept them in Scum.
0: Exactly, which is why they lost the... uh, Because originally, when Season 4 launched, they had their regenerate ability. Mm -hmm. Instead of just removing harmful conditions, it also let them heal two damage, which was fine in Scum. But in Empire, when you give them extra armor for a bunch of Bulk tokens and Zillow, it it was just way too much. Uh, Especially because I think there were some people who ran, you know, double Trantos, double Royal Guards with just so many extra armors. And it was just too much to punish through, Mm -hmm. uh, which is completely understandable. Uh, But actually, regarding the Mandalorian, he actually did make it into the top eight cut in yesterday's event.
1: Oh, fun! Nice! so,
0: So he has been doing well. I think the Mandalorian's curse... Well the problem with him is the cursed number of ICP. This is something we've come up with when we've now designed five seasons at this point. We've realized that individual figure deployments, which cost eight, are very, very tricky to pull off.
1: Ah, okay, got it. Yeah, I'm seeing mm. I'm seeing it, yeah.
0: And I think it's more just a mathematical thing yeah. because with eight um because an eight point unit, that is a fifth of your total list. Mm-hmm. And that can be a pretty radical difference, you know, having three PO and two seven point units instead of just two eight point units is a big right. difference. And actually, we are going to go over something as well in the season, because you'll see in the season, we don't have that many eight point
3: groups. I mean, you, you've also got to play him with the child, right? So he's really nine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You and that, You know who you can buy for one more point. Just one <laughs> more point. <laughs> so you can get. Yeah, 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 Exactly.
1: Yeah, but I think definitely season four conversations were dominated by Maul. Um, but yeah. even though we had that as saying, oh, he's too strong, people really thinking that maybe he was a little overtuned, there was a pretty diverse field anyways. So it wasn't like it, everyone was playing Maul.
0: Exactly. And also there was a very healthy discussion, I think, about yeah. Maul. I mean, we had we had a very good discussion about it last episode. Uh, on this podcast, and also in the community, there's been just a lot of very good discussion about him. And I th- from what I've heard, the general consensus seems to be he's good but not broken.
1: Yeah. And what I also really like is that the Maul lists are not all the same either. There's, yes. they, 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 people have been playing him in a variety of lists, which is pretty cool to see.
0: Exactly. And Maul can work with a Darksaber in every single faction. You can mm-hmm. Sasuke him into rebels, you can use him in scum, and you can temporarily alliance him into Empire. Which is so cool, and we actually have a figure in this season who does a very similar thing because she is a neutral mm-hmm. figure, mm-hmm. and I'm very looking forward to getting to, her, to getting to her. But let's take this one step at a time.
1: Yeah, but I think we I think we've said enough about Maul already. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so final little teaser now before we actually jump in full and we're going to go through all the factions. we're going to go through rebels then empire then scum then neutral then we're going to look at the generic command cards coming out in the season of which there actually are a few Mm. and then finally we're going to look at the approved changes which is we'll we'll get to that when we get to it final thing what are you guys obviously you've now seen the cards at this point but what are you guys hoping is going to come out of season five
1: so i actually have not gotten expectations for season five. I'm just looking forward to some new characters that we haven't seen before. Um and, and that that's it. I haven't really built up any expectations. I'm I'm prepared to be surprised.
3: I kinda wanna make something work with Cassian and hired guns or something like this. Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well with in that case without any further ado, let's jump straight into the Rebel faction. And David, as you brought him up. Why don't you start off with everyone's favorite Rogue Captain?
2: Mm.
3: Okay, yeah, so the the first card is Cassian Andor, who is actually a bit different from the one that was spoiled on stream a while ago, right? Correct. So he is 6 points, uh leader spy, 10 health for speed, blue blue green attack and a white defense dice. He's got search for plus two damage, plus two accuracy, and search for gain two damage tokens.
1: Those are some nice surges. Yeah,
3: yeah. pretty good. I think all the ones that you really need, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then for abilities, he's got two. The first is strike team. After deployment, you and an adjacent friendly figure gain two movement points. Then up to four friendly figures outside of your deployment zone each gain one damage token. So that, that's pretty cool. It really.
1: It's like the hair of bump and then some.
3: <laughs> yeah. And it, it hands out a lot of damage tokens, which is always good. And his second ability, I guess, is the one that I, I was already thinking about. It's called It Will Be All Right. Once during your activation, you may choose a friendly figure within two spaces. That figure is defeated then perform a move or attack without spending an action.
1: Oh, it's so dark. It's so dark.
3: Yes, it is. Yeah, I think it's great. So I, I've actually never really been interested in playing Rebel so much, but the the Rogue One Rebels fall more towards that scum. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind mm. of scum theme. And I... I am really interested in playing all of these guys. Maybe in Scum, though. I
0: don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could work very, very well. So like you said, I can see him work in some kind of hide-gun-span. However, the, the way I see it will be alright, I don't think you're going to abuse it. Because Cassian's attack for 6 points is not overwhelming it's not awful you know you've got a good sniper yeah yeah Yeah, exactly but you know you've got no re-rolls you've got no pierce only one surge for extra damage so i wouldn't see myself spamming it i would more see it as a oh wait well i have to move 12 spaces to contest that point or else i lose the game okay sorry 3po you're dead and now i'm moving all the way over there because obviously when you do kill one of your figures your opponent is going to get those points yeah but i can see some very interesting combos being played with with it will be all right
3: yeah, I think I think his the other issue is that he's so long range and hired guns are not exactly long range snipers. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's gotta you make that attack right away.
1: With hired guns, if he defeats them, do the hired guns still get their parting shot? Yes, right?
0: Possibly. It depends on the exact wording on the hired guns, if they if it's when you suffer damage equal to your health, oh, okay, or if it's hold on. when you are defeated. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. That's a
3: good idea.
1: Because I need to know this. <laughs> That's
3: true. That's true. Maybe it doesn't work at all.
1: Yeah, it, my, my dreams catch.
3: within okay. ten seconds of reading.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's yeah, David. Sorry, you can't. Uh, when you have suffered damage equal to your health before yeah. you are defeated.
0: Dang, <laughs> which is unfortunate from a gameplay mo- point of view, but from a thematic point of view, it does make
3: sense. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. sure.
3: He, he's not executing people left and right to get extra attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though that is a hilarious idea, I
0: like the idea of running him in a java swarm, and he he's just uh, as soon as he's gotten what he wants from that, he just shoots him in the face. And
1: well, I thinking along the lines of if you have a figure that you know for sure is going to die from some effect anyways then you you might as well get a benefit out of it and you know that like it will leave the other player without something viable to do um anyways like obviously you don't want to leave them in a the position where then they can just kill something else instead but if they don't have another viable shot and you know that for sure they're going to die you're like well i might as well get something out of it
0: yeah, yeah. exactly so i mean just just imagine you've got any figure on one health lift and palpatine is about to activate yeah. them mm-hmm. to death great i'm gonna i am going to I'm going to let you deal the damage and give a token to someone else, which is fine. I'm happy to take that trade Mm -hmm. and getting a power token. But I'm also going to get a free attack off now. Yeah. And it's cool. I just think when you initially look at it, there are a lot of fun ideas which spring to mind about spamming it. I just don't really think that works.
1: Yeah. I like the design for this, though, because the Mm. cost is interesting. You know what I mean? It's not just a straightforward... Uh, you just get a benefit. It's like okay, there's an interesting cost that you have to think about. Very cool.
0: Yeah, and that is definitely going to be a recurring theme with this e- with this season because again, we don't want to make things easy to play. Obviously, we do want to have some F O O kind of things where anyone can pick it up. But it is important for a competitive game to have difficult to use but very very good units as well
1: but also cassian is decent to play anyways even if you don't kind of take advantage of that it will be all right like a new player will still be able to very happily play and eat four speed with uh, three dice 10 health you know with decent uh, decent surges still a very decent uh, you know unit to use even if you don't um, use that. It will be all right. Effect.
0: Exactly. So I think he he competes with, uh, Kutun very well, which is ironic because isn't a great figure. But I think I feel like you know they are comparable, but in a good way because mm-hmm. they've got the same attack characteristic. He's got one more health, but she has a reroll for for her attack, and she gives out power tokens every round, whereas he gives more power tokens out at the start of the game if mm-hmm. you tailor your list that way. So if you throw in Hera. You, and use him you're going to get four if mm-hmm. you use him and you got the pathfinders then you're going to get four
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah cool all yeah. right
3: all right then he's got a command card which is sniper configuration and it's one action perform an attack you may draw a line of sight from any friendly figure but still measure range from this figure apply plus two accuracy and pierce two to the attack results
0: This was a hotly debated card when we designed it. It went through a lot of different iterations because essentially the idea obviously is that we wanted him to be a very good sniper as he is a pretty good sniper in the movie, even though we don't see him snipe a lot. Um, We thought it would be a thematic thing for him to do. Um, However, sniping is a tricky thing to get off when you want such a special sniper thing like this, because an original idea was you can draw lines like through walls, which... Some of us didn't really like because the yeah. issue with that is obviously that it makes sense outdoors. You know, he's very carefully looking through leaves and trees, but indoors, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, we could kind of get away with <laughs> you it. You
1: can't snipe through a cement wall. <laughs>
0: exactly. We could kind of get, through, get away with it using the mortar. Then you can just visualize. Okay, the mortar smashes a hole through the roof, yeah. and it smashes another right, hole right, through the roof right. when it comes back down. Yeah, it's it's hard with this card. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't dislike it.
1: A window. It's like you get through a window. I don't know. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I I think for this, I personally would prefer to just see it be. You gain priority target plus accuracy. Of PS2, But it's a, from a design point of view, not a thematic one. It's cool i'm definitely going to give it that
3: yeah i think this is really cool and if if you end up playing on a on a map that's got friendly figures Mm -hmm. things that count as friendly figures that (laughs) that could be amazing
1: yeah yeah i i like it it's it for one one cost as well i think it's balanced i don't think it's gonna break the game yeah
0: Mm, i agree and that is actually something that you touched on there david that both It Will Be Alright and Sniper Configuration does count for any mission objectives which count as friendly figures. So you can shoot a Senator in exchange for giving you an extra move or attack. And you can also draw line sight from a Senator with Sniper Configuration.
3: Yeah, that's pretty thematic. It's like they're spying for you. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Alrighty,
0: well Jess, do you want to go over uh, Cassian's trusty droid? For us.
1: All right. Oh, uh, K2. You can't have Cassian without K2, obviously. So we've got K2SO, Droid, Brawler, Spy, 5 cost, 9 health, 4 speed, Black Defense die, my favorite. And his attack is a melee attack, because obviously no one wants to give him a gun until the very end. Anyways, I'm not salty about that. Um, Red green yellow die for his melee attack and he's got a built-in plus two accuracy so how does that work can he then do a melee attack that has some range to it
0: we'll get to that when okay, we get okay. to the abilities
1: okay got it i was just wondering <laughs> if you could uh, it doesn't apply to melee attacks okay know. No, no. um, so works we for have leave. Oh, okay. Uh, So we've got plus two accuracy, we've got a surge for plus two damage, we've got a surge for plus one accuracy, pierce one. So his abilities are vague and unconvincing. While defending, your player and your opponent cannot spend power tokens or play command cards. Interesting. Then we have Cassian said I had to. Once per round, when a friendly leader enters an adjacent space, gain up to one surge token. And action, continually unexpected. If you have any combination of two damage tokens or two surge tokens, perform a ranged attack using your attack pool. I see now! Why he might need some accuracy.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, exactly. that's really interesting card. I have no clue if he's going to be good, because there's just a lot on that card.
0: Mm.
1: But I like it.
0: <laughs> he is one of the most fascinating cards to come out of the season, at least in my opinion. Yeah, he's just very interesting. Vague and unconvincing is way more powerful than you guys are thinking right now.
1: No, I am already thinking that that's really, really, really strong. Exactly.
0: Because he's basically hunter immune. Mm -hmm. The only figure who can one-shot him is, at this point, Maul and Mm Vader. That's it. No one else in the game can reliably one-shot him. Because those two figures don't need to play command cards to spike their damage.
3: So I guess guess the question is, um, the while defending window, which things does that cover and which does it not cover? Because they can obviously play Parting Blow on you.
0: Yeah. Um, so Parting Blow is... So any card which creates an attack, such as Parting yeah. Blow, is completely fine. But any card played...
1: After, after the attack has been declared, um, yeah.
0: What about On Declare? On Declare? That's also... You can't play those either. You can't play On Declares. Hmm. Okay. Exactly. Which means no tools, no element to surprise... Uh, you can't give him block power tokens, which is fine because you're gonna want to give him two damage or surge tokens anyway, so you, he can shoot a little bit. Oh, I guess he-
3: you can give them to him. It's just not good for you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he hits really hard. Focus him up. He's got he's got a guaranteed range of four. Red, green, green, yellow is a very good attack tool.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and he's got pretty decent surges.
0: Exactly. So yeah, this guy is very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. My only. I mean, the, literally, the only critique I have of him, of him is that he's not six points and Cassian isn't five because Cassian is hard to fit into Han Rangers at six, uh, but five he would be very possible to fit in. And mm. K2 just doesn't really work with Hunt Rangers in the way they work.
1: Yeah.
3: Maybe they don't want you to have Cassian in hot <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly, Isaac. Possibly.
3: possibly. <laughs> oh my, that, that, that would be fun. Would though, be,
1: being more tactile. That would be crazy. No, thank you. <laughs>
0: Alrighty. Well. well uh, just why don't you also talk about his blend-in command card?
1: Yeah, all right. So we've got a command card blend-in, which is one of K2's like best features in the films. Uh, he yes. he just looks <laughs> like an Imperial droid. <laughs> okay, we've got blend-in. Place this card on your deployment card at the start of the round. You cannot be the target of an attack. Discard this card at the end of your activation or when you perform an attack. Ooh, I like it. I like it a
0: it's, lot. It's so it's so gross. It is so gross. Yeah, this is a figure who already is very very hard to kill, and suddenly can just say, "Ah, yeah." By the way, you 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 just can't. Which, him one's for, uh,
1: Which one's it, me? Which one's
0: me? It is insane. It is absolutely insane.
3: But there's there's actually another card that does something quite similar, isn't there? In spy,
0: exactly. Uh, but that one costs an action and it costs three points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he could use <laughs> both. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, now that's gross.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, and then, and then because he's in the Rebel Faction, you could give him a bunch of recovery between Jin and Heart of Freedom and Hour of Need. Is that the zero-point heal card? I think it is.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so I'm really excited about now how many options there are for really interesting and unique droid lists. Because Mm. before there, all the droids that were in like the just FFG approved were kind of generic, but now I feel like the droids have a lot of flavor. Like before, you basically only had R2 and Three PO that were unique ones, Um, but now there's and Triple Zero. That's true. That's true. But there's a lot more options now for interesting, unique combat droids, which is pretty cool.
0: Well, if you want interesting, unique combat droids, just wait until we get to the scum mm-hmm. faction. Yep,
1: Yeah. No, I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, the, okay, the next card, shall we move on?
0: Indeed, let's tell. Oh,
1: I'm uh, really excited about this.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, we have, because what we've been doing in ISP is that every season we're going through a new Imperial Assault expansion box, and then affixing those heroes where required. Mm-hmm. And this season, we are doing Bespin Gambit. Which means that the next card that we have coming up is the one, the only, the noisy, the annoying, Myrn Ryn.
1: Why is Myrn noisy? What? I don't know, but she is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She is a deceptive diplomat. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: She's
0: a leader spy for four points. Her health is nine, speed four. Attack is arranged with a blue and yellow die. Defense is a singular black die. She has a bunch of stuff. She's got plus to accuracy in 8, A search for plus to damage and hide. Very, very sol- solid. A search for plus to accuracy, so she can actually hit for pretty far with her little yeah. pistol. Mm-hmm. And a search for weaken.
1: But she definitely needs that accuracy because she only has two die. to uh, yeah. Time. Yeah,
0: exactly. She has three abilities. First and foremost, we have false orders. Once during, <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. Once during your activation, you may choose a hostile figure with a figure cost of four or less within four spaces. Perform a move or attack with that figure.
1: So nasty.
0: (laughs) It's so nasty. It is so, so nasty. Uh, Figurehead. Very, very good ability. We have before a friendly figure within four spaces suffers strain, you may suffer one damage to prevent one of that strain.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Awesome. Absolutely awesome awesome. That's
1: really
0: Especially cool. when we look at, I mean, we're teasing a lot and uh, I'm, I'm relishing it, but that's especially going to be relevant when we look at a certain scum card that is getting fixed later. And then finally, we have a field report. Choose up to two friendly figures within four spaces with two or less attack dice in their printed attack pool. The chosen figures become hidden.
1: Mm. Okay, so I'm just pulling up the... Original Mern card because I want to see what the differences are specifically because I mean no one's played Mern in so long I don't I don't know what Mern actually her card does so the big change here is that false orders used to be an action and now it's not right Isaac
0: correct correct now it's one during your activation
1: yeah so it used to be one action now false orders is a free Thing that you can do once during your activation, which is pretty cool. The only th- so it's basically swapped. It's swapped. So field report now uses an action, and it used to not. And false orders used to be an action, but now it's not. So they basically swapped.
3: Yeah, I, I do. I do think false orders might be a little bit of a dangerous ability. Yeah. Because we are we are getting to the point where. Moving your opponent's figures around gets a bit trivial, if you if you get what I mean with uh, grabs and with stuff like Boba, false orders, Diala. If if there yeah. are a lot of these, and it gets really common that people can push your figures around, I think you might have this sense of a loss of control over your your own people.
2: Mm. Hmm. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, I I
0: think that's a good point. I don't think we're at critical mass yet um, because ultimately that will just encourage you to bring more figures which can move your own figures around.
3: Or higher, higher cost figures.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are definitely ways around this because Mern is going to, Force orders is going to be completely useless in a lot of lists. Yeah. Against a lot of lists. So it's a little bit of a coin flip. Yeah, uh, But I do definitely get what, you, what you're what you saying. We do have to be careful that we don't hit critical mass.
3: I like um, field report for something like smugglers. That would be yes. so
0: annoying. Exactly. Smugglers suddenly having minus four accuracy every time you attack them. <laughs> oh, that's going to be gross. I, I am honestly considering considering putting her into harm ranges because full sword is great. Field report, I can get some early hides off on my ranges before they do their initial attacks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, And just round one, hide the two smugglers. They can do whatever they want now because they are never going to get shot unless they're literally shot by a ranger two away from them.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially on Senate or something. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I mean, Bosk can stand next to them Mm -hmm. and is most likely not going to hit them.
1: Oh my gosh, (laughs) so sad. So another big change as well is the health. So now Myrn is four cost for nine health, whereas she used to be only six health, and that was one of the biggest problems with playing Myrn. Like let's say in campaign, because this is the only time I've seen Myrn being played, is that her false orders you have to be within a certain. radius like you have to be within four spaces Myrne does not want to be that close to hostile figures because she's not that strong like defense wise so you don't really kind of want to like run her up there that close to the enemy team in well, order her to
3: her range hostile. now is huge yeah she can hit grab someone 12 spaces away or yeah. eight spaces and move all the way back to where she was mm. exactly
1: yeah, because it doesn't take that act it doesn't take an action anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that makes a huge difference to how you would play Mer. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if that becomes kind of negative play, uh, you know, uh if people well, are so, Yeah, I
3: mean, I we'll think see. 4 4 for 9 health is really good. Unexpected as well. It's, it's, I mean, it's a loss, yeah rebel doesn't usually have those kinds of points for health ratios mm-hmm. to begin with empire i think if you get one to two you're already pretty happy
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly and especially when you look at krennic for example krennic is supposed to be um a squishy figure you know that's how it was designed but mm-hmm. krennic is five points at his seven health mm-hmm. and she you know sure he's an empire so you've got more defensibility there but i do think that man is too tanky for her points and for how good she is i feel like if if you're gonna move i feel like if you're gonna move the full eight in and false orders you should be able to get killed by two jet trooper attacks in Mm -hmm. return Mm
1: -hmm. well we'll find out we'll we'll have to see how that tests
3: out the the question is just uh four points for a nine health blue yellow with those surges for attacks is that already good with the blank rest of the card yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and the plus, plus two accuracy, right? Minimum four. Yeah. Right? So let's move over to the next card. Um, we have
0: Davith Elso. David, would you like to read this one?
3: Yes. Yeah, so da- Daveth, both Daveth and Myrn actually saw some play uh, in the last season or two. So they, they aren't so bad. But they You aren't.
1: saw a Myrn. I've never seen Myrn, but I've definitely seen Davith.
3: Oh yeah, Myrn almost won Nova, I think.
1: No, really?
3: Yeah, Myrn is, oh my uh, is good.
1: Oh my god, okay.
3: <laughs> Anyways, Stavith, so he's 6 points, 10 health. He's he's only got one more health than Myrn. Let's <laughs>
0: kind of <laughs> put that in perspective. And he's
3: got a white eye instead of a black tie. I know. Five 5 <laughs> oh speed, god. though. Green yellow attack, his surges plus two damage and hide or pierce three. So kind of lightsabery surges. He's stealthy at the start of the mission. Become hidden. Mm. He has cut and run. When you exit a space containing a hostile figure, that figure suffers one damage. Limit once per round, like the like a tiny uh, overrun or something. But he he doesn't have a mobile. yeah and then fell swoop one surge after this attack resolves become hidden move up to two spaces then perform an attack limit once per round so i i really i like it i i think it streamlines just how you manage Davith, if that makes sense i think Mm -hmm. he, he was a bit awkward in terms of managing the hidden and the surges while trying to still get attacks through before
1: so, um, did you also talk about the tags? So he still has the same tag, spy and force user.
3: Yeah, I think those are the same. Yeah, spy and force mm-hmm.
0: user. So, what are the exact differences between this Daveth and the FFG Daveth?
1: So, I've pulled it up. So, the surge is plus two damage and in hide instead of plus one damage and hide. So, that's one more damage on the surge. Okay, that's good. Stealthy is the same. Uh. I think cut and run is the same. Yeah, cut and run is the same. Fell swoop, this is the really big one. Fell swoop now only requires one surge. It used to involve two surges. You used to have to spend two surges to, to do it.
3: Yeah, so the problem before is, you know, you he needs to be hidden all the time. So his hidden just kind of recycles hidden. And then if you need two surges to fell swoop, it's just really awkward. Mm-hmm yeah no. i think that's the big
1: difference i think that's the the main difference
3: yeah because when looking at him
0: initially and you know i've kind of felt this way a little bit during the design as well just because comparing him to ezra it's questionable (laughs) ezra is one more point more defensive can play can play lamb has an extra attack die and can turn a die to any side however that is kind of counteracted by the fact that he gets an extra attack with fell swoop which now is easy to use and he deals plus one damage because you're probably going to move over a figure with Fell swoop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, actually, looking at it now, I I think that for six, I think I think it looks pretty good. He yeah. looks like a viable new choice, but he's not like he, he's not like Diala, who you're just going to put into every Jedi list, you know.
3: No, I think I think he has potential. So you might also be forgetting his uh, command card, which is vanish, which yes. is basically like what k2 does so they they can be very annoying buddies and if you've got two of them you might want to put that other spy card in there so you've got all. Kinds <laughs> of all right, of right so i pulled <laughs> it
1: up his command card is vanished action you cannot suffer damage or receive conditions until your next activation at the start of your next activation gain four movement points oh i can do some nasty things that round with that yeah that's yeah.
3: that's pretty serious because mm-hmm. that, that it's like uh storing up one move action almost and the yeah. fact that he doesn't block line
0: that he doesn't not count for blocking line of sight is insane because we have other figures to do kind of similar things you know we, we've got the scout troopers who you can only see them if you're within three if you're within three mm-hmm. but he can just stand in the middle of a hallway and body block for the entire of your army
2: oh. and you just manage there's
0: nothing your opponent can do Unless they can draw line right through you. And the disgusting thing is that you can play take initiative and exhaust status oh. and just keep managing on for another round.
1: Whoa. Okay, yeah. that's pretty that's a pretty cool combo. Well yeah, we'll see if we see that played. Oh. Okay, cool.
3: I think the the only thing is that, you know, if you are to make the Ezra comparison, he doesn't doesn't have recover. Hmm. But the Jedi nowadays do have knowledge and defense access, so that six health for ten or six points for ten health might be enough.
2: I uh-huh.
3: hmm Well have to I think see, it is. Yeah.
0: And also, you know, he's always gonna be hidden. So, you know, you've got a lot of defensive uh, tech in that way.
3: Yeah, he well, he'll he'll be hidden until you decide to expend that hidden to push extra damage through. Exactly.
0: Alrighty, well Jess, why don't you go over our final rebel card? The one for the fluff balls.
1: Okay, so we've got Fury of Kashyyyk. Skirmish upgrade is getting a rework. So it's a one point cost. Friendly Wookiees gain reach. When a friendly Wookie suffers three or more damage, that figure becomes focused. While a friendly elite Wookiee is performing a melee attack, apply pierce 1 to the attack results for each friendly Wookiee within two spaces of the defender to a maximum of pierce 2. Ooh, okay let's take a look at what did the card look like before
3: (laughs) you don't you don't want to
1: i do want to because it's so bad you just don't think it might as well
3: have been blank i
1: think yeah exactly
0: it might as well been a two point, just nothing just a two-point tax
1: okay so number one it's two-point cost like why why does it cost two anyways it's an attachment Wookie only after an attack targeting a figure in this group is resolved. If that figure suffered three or more damage, it becomes focused for two points. Are you kidding and, me? And it
3: only goes on on one, one group.
1: Oh my. Okay, yeah, you're right. It might as well just like because nobody's ever gonna play that. Yeah. Okay, this card is definitely playable. I could definitely see you having that one point flex, and you're like, "Yeah, let's put it in." If you wanted to have a, a Wookie list very
0: cool exactly so we basically wanted to
1: the reach uh, is really nice
0: yeah yes exactly so we kind of set up a hierarchy in how much we wanted the card to f- help certain wookies so at the top of the hierarchy the Wookiee unit we wanted to help the most was the elite Wookiee warriors mm-hmm. they were fixed i believe season one or season two they're not bad they're not bad they are sub- extremely defensive mm-hmm. for Yeah, I mean,
1: they have seen seen play before.
0: Yeah, exactly. But their attacks are awful. So this is going to fix their attacks at the cost of, you know, (laughs) one is nothing (laughs) for what this guy does. Um, But it is going to help them a lot. Giving them reach uh, helps them maneuverability so much because they are so slow. And focusing them when they suffer three or more damage is so strong.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's,
0: so basically,
1: of that's basically the same as it was before. It's just now you get to these other things that make it worth it to have that ability as well. Because before, with that, it's like you have to, you're already suffering damage to get this, the effect. It, it's like yeah. very situational, and it costs two points to only attach to one group. Like, that's, that's just. No one's going to play that card. No,
0: it, it was way too priceless to ever be even considered used. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But
0: yeah, this is a very, very, very aggressively costed
3: card. So I'm, am I right that the elite effect doesn't work on Garkin?
0: Uh, Garkin is elite, the ICP version of, of ah, it
3: okay. I, I'm
0: pretty sure that's the case. Um, but it doesn't work on Dracarta, but that obviously doesn't matter because Drakata can't form melee attacks anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this card helps Drakato the least, which is what we want you to do, yeah. because Drakato is a good enough figure yeah. that mm-hmm. you know you could still put this in a Drakato list. You know, for one point, focusing Drakato when she suffers three or more damage is still very, very strong.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's not specifically meant to target uh, Drakato. Exactly. Yeah, it
0: yeah. does help Chewie as well. So you could do some very fun lists yeah. with Wookie mm-hmm. warriors, Garken, and Chewie.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: that could just be very good to play against.
1: Nice, I like it because yeah, I mean, I it's, be it's a it's a archetype that's not played very often like we're not seeing wookies all over the place and I don't think this card is gonna suddenly make everyone play Wookies, which is what we want. Some
3: people I think, will. Um, I think what it does is it makes a really straightforward kind of themed list that people can play.
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
3: it, you know the, yeah, that might not be super top tier. But, but also be would be quite fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. it does yeah. strike me as a very F.O.O. option. You know, now it's pretty easy to just say, "Hey, you're a new player. Here you go. Just grab a bunch of rookies, put them in lists, throw in this card. You're gonna have a good list."
3: Yeah, they've got so much health that it's quite forgiving too. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Already. Well, before we jump into the next faction, then, what are your final
3: thoughts on rebels?
1: I like it. There's a yeah, lot like of this. really fun options.
3: There's really fun, fun stuff
1: and a lot of spy. In there, it seems that it's going to break the game. I'm a little worried about maybe Murn is a little bit too good, but you mm. know, we'll see and see how it shakes out. Well,
3: I think I think the, the only thing with with Mern is the uh, no action false orders. I mean, we were all moaning for a long time about stuff like Sabine's grenade, you know? Mm-hmm. Anytime you give someone the ability to move forward, do something that's far away and then yeah. go all the way back for free, you're kind of giving them no risk resources right
1: yeah so that that I'm I'm a little bit concerned that that might have been a little bit overdone especially since she's now a lot more survivable than she was before because before there was a really big risk as well is that moving up to do that is is risky but now it's not really risky. So.
3: It, it depends. It depends on the meta too, though. Yes. You know, like
1: mm-hmm. If you're
3: no. pulling rangers out four spaces into the middle of nowhere every round for zero risk, Isaac's not going to be very happy with you. Nope. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> and, as you said, if you're playing against Jedi, who cares, right? No, none of the Jedi are going to listen.
2: Already, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: nobody's <laughs> listening to Merns.
0: So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, let's jump into the Imperial faction. I'll go over the first card which is, you know, this is a, a figure which has been a little bit controversial in the general Imperial uh, Star Wars community, but at this point of uh, in time I do think that she's going to be a very interesting addition to the game. So, we have the one and only Inferno Commander, Aiden Versio. She is a seven point Imperial unit with three keywords. She has Trooper, leader and spy she has 11 health speed 4 a range attack of blue red yellow it's interesting and a defense of a black die she has two such abilities one for plus two accuracy and plus one damage and one for pierce one and she has three droid abilities once during your activation if a friendly Dio is in your space you may gain a wild power token Uh while attacking if you spent a power token during this attack Apply an additional plus 4 accuracy and plus 1 damage to the attack results. What? And ID 10 Seeker Droid. At the start of the game, put the Dio companion into play into your space. It activates at the start or end of your activation and is not counted for the purpose of controls. Before we talk about her, I'm just going to read Dio as well and what exactly he is. So Dio is a companion. He is a droid and unique. He has health 4, speed 3, defense white die range attack of a yellow. Uh, he has an innate plus two accuracy and plus one damage. A search for plus one damage stun, a search for plus two accuracy, plus one damage, and of course, mobile. He has two abilities. He's got attached, which is when a friendly item versus you exits your space, interrupted you to move up to one space, which is very cool because in the game, how Dio works is he flies around doing his own thing, but he can also attach himself to items backpack. Oh, so that's basically yeah. what that represents and then insignificant for the same reason, basically. You cannot be the target of an attack while in the same space as a friendly figure. So, what do you guys think?
3: Well, my my first reaction is that I'm sad Dio is a companion and not a mini, because the the uh, Inferno Commander model comes with the Dio mini.
2: Ah! If, if, you buy, mm. if
3: you buy the Legion one. So I've actually done something about that. So I did... Uh, I did buy
0: the Legion thing, or I got it as so a Christmas gift. And what I've done is I've taken two IA bases and I've magnetized them. So Iden is standing on one of them with a small magnet behind her, and then I've got a separate base with a magnet in the middle. And then I've magnetized Dio's stand, which means that when Dio is moving around with Iden, um, I can have the model on her on her figure, and then when he's not. I can use its own base and move away, which you know that's just you know for fun play. You know you're going to want to use the companion yeah. token for more, uh, just to be clearer about everything. But you can still use it if you're a little bit clever about it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I overall I like it. I mean, seven seven points, eleven health for that attack pool. I'm not blown away considering where we are in terms of just mm. the current meta. Yeah. But but she does have plus 4 accuracy and plus 1 damage.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, pr- pretty much forever, unless you send Dio away.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I find it to be a very interesting unit. Um, so I have played tested with her a bit. Running her with Krennic is very fun. <laughs> you are suddenly able to do pl- plus 3 damage and plus 4 accuracy on an attack if you set it up right. Ah. Which is very cool. Um, I do feel like... I, I, th- I think you're right, uh, David, that for 7 points... I feel like she should yeah. be 12, because you know you can say that, yeah, but look at all these 8-point figures who are 12 health. Yeah, but those 8-point figures aren't worth 8 points. <laughs> They're worth 7 points. So, uh, I think she's still, she, I think she's very, very good. She's a trooper leader spy
2: uh-huh.
0: who can who can do disgusting things. If you give her two power tokens and run her out and end a round with a thing called Vanguard, you could have two attacks with plus 2 damage on each of them. The thing I find a little bit weird is that just from a mechanical and thematic point of view, I find it odd that she's not blue, green, red, because blue, green, red usually represents, okay, I'm a regular trooper using a regular ri- trooper's rifle, but I'm adding a red dye because I'm awesome. Basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Whereas, yeah, you've got the yellow die. I guess it kind of makes sense because her, I can't remember, I think it's a TL 50 is the weapon she uses mainly. And that is a very unusual kind of gun. So if that's kind of what the idea is, then I, I think it makes sense. But just from a <laughs> from, a, like from a more consistent standpoint, overthinking it <laughs> possibly, but you know, if you look at fencingness, he's got uh, blue, green, red, for yeah. example.
3: Yeah, I, I guess the the only other thing is that she seems like a pretty straightforward shooter. Yeah, there aren't so many interesting interactions. De- detaching the the companion is kind of cool. If you need to, I don't know, go zap 3PO or whatever whatever it is you need him to do.
1: I think she's interesting. I don't think I would play her, personally. I'm not seeing it fitting with the stuff I want to play. But I'm interested to see how people use her.
0: That's fair. Um, I think for me, I'm actually very, very excited to use her because she is basically the first time we've had a... Fast, effective, mobile leader trooper who can rush up with your jet troopers or with your shore troopers and really pull her own weight while staying alive. Because even though she's only eleven health, the droid kit—you know—with the droid kit, you can pretty easily give her an evade token every round, and then use a death trooper to give her the damage token for pulse cannon. So that so that can work pretty pretty well. I
3: mean, the, the problem is she's the obvious target, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you know, she's next to jet troopers who've got who've got their agile and probably also have stacked defense tokens and Zillow. She she's just inevitably a lot less health to chew through to get yeah. a lot more points. That's a good point. She she is pretty good for range though. Wait,
1: so do, she doesn't yeah. have mobile though, does she?
3: No, no, no. I just
0: mean that she's not a because I was just thinking compared to Tero
2: the yeah, point range,
0: sure. she can. Mm-hmm. She's a lot more easy to maneuver. Got not enough. necessarily the case if we're going to go down a few cards and we'll talk about him when we get to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but let's have, to have a quick uh, quick talk about how command card... So static Pulse, one point, Either Versio, or Dio. So one of them can play ah, this okay. So for one action, for each hostile figure adjacent to a friendly Dio companion, you may have that figure suffer two strain or become weakened. If Dio is not in play, put Dio into play in your space instead. I'm not convinced about this card. It was nerfed really hard because the initial version was they suffer too straight or become stunned, and that was hella broken.
1: yeah, stunned is way too strong, yeah,
0: yeah, but uh now I actually think it's a little bit too weak. Mm-hmm. If it was zero points, fine. but the fact that it costs an action uh, I- I'm not convinced I don't think really I don't really think I would run it.
1: yeah, I'm not feeling like I would run it either.
3: Oh, yeah, I think no, no, nobody would really kill the companion, either. So that second part doesn't come into play so much. Yeah. All
0: righty. Well, let's leave on B. I actually think that you guys are underestimating her a little bit. I do think she's gonna be very, very good.
3: I don't think she's bad. I think she's a decent figure yeah. in a vacuum. Mm. Definitely. I just think she doesn't fit that imperial beef sort of. Yeah, yeah. But...
0: I, I feel like she could especially work well with scout troopers.
3: Yeah, so we need some, some new new Imperial archetypes for her to kind of lead, I guess. Yeah. Alrighty.
0: Well, let's take a look at the next Imperial leader. David, do you want to go over this guy?
3: All right. So we have Agent Callus. He is a Spy Leader and a Brawler. Six points. 11 health. Attack is blue, green, green. Speed four. Black defense dice. He's got Pierce 2 uh, for Surge, plus 2 Accuracy, and a search for Weaken and Focus, which is whoa, whoa, pretty whoa. interesting. Three abilities. The first is Hunt Descent. When your opponent plays a command card, you may distribute two damage tokens among friendly figures within one space. Limit once per round. So that, that's generally pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that does seem
1: really strong.
3: Yeah. The second one is fulcrum. At the start of your activation, you may have each player draw one command card.
2: Mm. So I,
3: I actually think this might be a little broken, <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that after. The third one is okay. is bow rifle. Before you declare an attack, you may treat your attack type as melee. If you do, replace the blue die with a red die. So he's he's got that ranged or a little bit more damage in melee, which is which is pretty good. Flexible,
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. So he he is really interesting. Um, I, I think the only thing I'm not sure about is that Scum and Rebel have a pretty easy time drawing out their decks in a lot of games. So he's he's basically giving Empire that card draw that they've never had. Yeah. While while giving you a good figure for it, you know you're not like bringing Jabba or bringing R two to get this.
0: Honestly, I would find it very interesting if Fulcrum was at the start of your activation, your opponent draws a command card. I mean, call me crazy, but he is a six point figure, and for six points, he has insane value.
1: I don't think people would play. I wouldn't play him if that was the case, though.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think, I feel well, like or maybe was... something a little less powerful. Say yeah. your your opponent gives one damage power token to one of their figures just something
3: yeah okay
0: i think i I think you're right david that drawing a card every round for empire is too good
3: yeah i mean so who, who are you playing that this this would not be wildly in your favor for right so most rebel lists most scum lists you know, it would be if you're playing against Empire. Another
1: empire, then, then But then it's yeah. it's
3: even because yeah. you're both getting it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Then it just breaks even.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So one of my biggest concerns about it is also that the way I enjoy to play the game is that you build it on a fundamental of support units. And really, if 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 Kallus becomes a big thing in Empire, which he will, because the drawing a card is so good.
1: Yeah, it's you can just basically say that.
0: Well, you know what? In that case, I don't need R two. I'm not going to put Artu in my list because I'm gonna. If I go up against Callus, I'm gonna draw a bunch of cards anyway. And you'll be, and so drawn may be out immediately. It, it, exactly, and I think that's a bad thing for the game if if people stop going for support units. And also, you know, so some people in the Circuit committee might be saying while well, listening to this, "Well, why? Hey, why didn't you say this earlier?" Uh, so, just so everyone listening, I have not been as involved in this season as I have in season four, for example. I've been so focused, I've been working overtime to get the tournaments as good as they can, as that's what my main role in the steering committee always has been. Uh, and tournaments have been very busy uh, in the last couple of months, getting all the prizes and everything in order. So that's why I haven't worked on the season as much. Uh, but I just really like the stuff that has come out. And I think the rest of the committee has done a great job on most things. Well,
1: the thing is, though, also, that's why we have the... We have the... Uh, the system of testing and then vote yeah we'll see what happens
3: i mean i i, I think the abilities and the design is are actually all really cool I'm, I'm just thinking that they you know may need fixing by the end of the testing league.
1: we'll see keep an yeah. eye out for that yeah so for empire that's one of the biggest problems that I've run into is the the command card game is that if you're going up against scum like you know that they're going to get all of their amazing cards and you're really struggling and what I like about this is the you may okay so you may choose to not do this so you might get lucky and get all of your cards that you need in hand and you might decide then not to use this one if it, it might be it's unlikely that you would want to not, but it might be that there are cases where you want to not, I don't know. So that that's also uh, worth mentioning is that you don't have to, you're not forced to give your opponent the extra card. If for some reason you decide not to like, for example, you might, yeah, you might've played something that has caused your opponent to dump all their cards. So then you might choose then actually, maybe I don't want to let them draw back up right now. Um, So
3: I mean, or if you have Strat Shift, you you just draw and then so, Strat yeah. Shift. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I,
0: and that's something I do wish the ability was. If the ability was end of your activation, it would be a little more balanced because then because he's a spy, that means you leak, and then they draw another card. Or you play Strat Shift and then they draw up to three cards again. I, I just feel like four, six points, he does too much. And the fact that he's his bow rifle is very, very good and his command card is
3: stupid. <laughs>
1: well, so that's let's actually get
3: to his command that. card now.
1: Let's see the command card.
3: So
0: David, why don't you read that for us?
3: Alright, his command card is Face Me, and he spends an action, chooses a unique hostile figure with a line of sight to him, and you push that figure a number of spaces equal to its speed to a space adjacent to you, then perform an attack targeting that figure so yeah that's <laughs> pretty crazy right so it, yeah. uh, it's another one of those pulling your opponent's figures out of position
1: and that's a big one too it's not like two spaces it's the full speed right
0: yeah so so Dialla, if she if she's five away well, well six away because speed five is adjacent to you yeah so it's yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of Ace me. I,
3: I think it's too good. Because he, he can move four and then play, play this, and that 10 space away Diala suddenly gets punched in the face and then attacked and he's, by everything. And he has got a good attack. I mean, to, to be fair, he doesn't have a surge for damage, which is a big
0: drawback for him, of course. But he's got a search for focus, which almost no one in Empire
2: does.
1: One thing that I'm also concerned with is that there isn't that within a certain number of spaces because there's always that drawback usually with these types yeah. of moves where it's like okay pull a figure within four spaces towards you or something like this is mm-hmm. you can across the map pull somebody out of position to be shot to pieces right
0: and uh, no, so they have to move to a space adjacent to, so that does limit a little bit but not by much because oh, most, unique yeah. Are, yeah, so most unique figures are most unique figures are uh, speed 4, which means it's got a usual range of five.
1: Right, 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 a, right. Sorry, I missed that, that I missed that bit. I missed that bit. So they have to end adjacent to you. Yeah, Otherwise you have
3: you to be able fight. to hit them.
1: Okay, fair. Okay, uh, it's not so bad as I thought it was originally.
3: Well, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> 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 I, th- I think the, the biggest thing really for me is is how an increase in spy is coming because i've we've already seen an yeah. increase in spy and it makes sense because bespin is the spy wave mm-hmm. but spy cards are sort of npe i mean when when spy was splashed a lot a lot of games were won or lost based on did i intel leak your you know, you're son of Skywalker and you didn't manage to Intel leak anything good, and that's the game.
0: Yeah, I feel like the big, the bigger problem is the fact that usually if you wanted to put a spy in a list,
3: you had to sacrifice for and it. you you kind of give something up, but Calus is a monster. Exactly. And stuff like K2 and Cassian are monsters too. You're not giving anything up.
0: Exactly. That. So I'm actually okay with Calus being a spy because, you know, he's an ISB agent, so it makes sense. But Aiden honestly i would be perfectly happy to see Aidan, and kato so and cassian not our spy i just feel like it's too good because mm. I, I, we don't want to have a critical mass of spies where every list has spies because that removes the entire point of spies because <sighs> all in imperial assault it's been okay well i really need to splash in a spy either i'm going to take an eight point hit by putting in ahsoka or i'm going to have to sacrifice three points to put in mac who's absolutely worthless but he's just gonna stand in a corner all game and play spy cards which is fine
1: poor yeah, mac slander isaac <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's tough i mean i i really don't want to see a meta where everyone has strat shift and intel leaks yeah there. because um, you know if if you both drop to say seven or eight cards and they strat shift you that's that's likely game that's so hard to come back
1: from. yeah 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 well i think again another case of we'll have to see how it shakes out in testing
0: indeed yep. however uh jess would you like to go over yes! the next leader?
1: very exciting
0: captain yes.
1: tarot is getting a revamp okay so we've got captain tarot uh he is seven points for 13 health Uh, So Captain Terra, Wasteland Enforcer, Trooper, Leader, Creature. He himself is not the creature. He is riding a dewback, just to clarify. Um, He has speed 5. Very nice. Uh, Blue, green, yellow. Defense, black die. Surges, plus 2 damage and surge for pierce 2. Action, flamethrower. This is one of my favorites. Flamethrower, choose a space within two spaces. Each other figure on or adjacent to that space suffers one damage and one strain, then becomes weakened. That's the same exact ability he had before. Mounted, at the start of your activation, gain three movement points. That's also the same as before. Really nice. Efficient travel. This is new. You ignore additional movement point costs for difficult terrain and hostile figures. That's really nice. And he has professional. While attacking, you may reroll one attack die. Really simple but elegant changes really makes him a lot more playable. Just the efficient travel by itself, I think, is really nice.
0: Absolutely. I I think Terror is gonna be very viable after this because he is definitely on the tanky side for seven points. I feel like seven for seven points, twelve health is the sweet spot for Empire. Mm. But because he's a two by one figure, thirteen health makes sense because he needs to be more tanky than most of the others because yeah. he's harder to hide.
1: Yeah, because I've I've played Captain Tarot before and In order for you to try to pull off a really sweet, sweet flamethrower, you do have to get all up in there, and he does kind of fall down very easily. So I have had him be just incredibly obliterated uh, instantly in, in some games before, and I can see that having that extra little bit of maneuverability um would would possibly make a difference it also would be very map dependent obviously and i i have had him completely with his roles as well with the attacks which is really very sad so the having i is really nice and they're really like not, no they're the, the changes aren't flashy but i i really like them
3: yeah i mean i think tero was always top tier. Um, just on some maps, you know, he would have problems and efficient yeah. travel helps with that.
0: I wouldn't say top tier. I'd say that good players could make him work, but he's not like... He wasn't one of those seven-point figures, you know, like like Thrawn, where you can easily slot into any list. He he was pretty hard to play. He, he was map-dependent.
3: I think it, it depends which meta, though. I mean, at, at Euros, there were quite a few very good players playing Tarot. True, yeah, and no, that's a fair point.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I think i heard- yeah, Arvidas played Tarot against me yeah. at the last Heroes. Mm-hmm. And I think Professional professional is great. I think it just pushes him up a little bit to keep up with the IACP units.
1: Yeah, but doesn't exactly. break him. Yeah. I like it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Jess, do
0: you want to go over his command card as well?
1: Oh, there's a change to the command card. Okay, let me look at. What's his old command card?
3: <laughs> Nobody used it.
1: <laughs> I know. That's why I um, don't know what the heck it his is. His old
3: command card was called Ferocity.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's read the old one. Okay. So yep. the old one is two points. Use at the start of your activation until the end of the round you gain plus one block and while friendly troopers within two spaces of you are attacking apply plus one surge to the attack results. Ah, so it's basically like you charge in with a bunch of troopers you take you know you're not as um, uh, easy to defeat because you have plus one block and you give extra surges. Okay so it's called cavalry charge The IACP version has been reduced to 1 point instead of 2. Use at the start of a round, during this round you gain plus 1 block, same as before. And while a friendly trooper within 3 spaces, so widening it out from 2 spaces to 3 spaces, is attacking, apply plus 1 damage to the attack results instead of surge. This is usable. This so is oh, yeah. definitely useful.
0: And also because it, because it now triggers at the start of the round at the start of your activation, mm. you're going to get the defensive buff and the damage buff before he even activates. Yes. What I love about Tero is that he looks very fun to run in a clinic list mm. because if you can get this out at the same time that you get um, deployed the garrison going, uh-huh. that could be very fun if suddenly your regular soul troop is now doing plus three damage on every attack.
1: That's nasty so this is definitely if you play tarot you would put this card in whereas before that's not yeah nobody used captain tarot yeah i think the problem
3: is what troopers really want that many surges
1: yeah they tend, okay, so most troopers will roll blue-green. So you're not going to be rolling that many surges. You'll, you'll And you'll have your surges that you want to use already. Like, they don't have so many surges that can be used. So th- having the extra surges is not amazing. The, everyone wants plus one damage.
3: Yeah, I think three spaces does help a lot.
1: Yeah, makes a really big difference. You don't have to tightly clump for a, a grenade or something. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's, it's good. I like it.
1: Nice. Okay, so I'm looking forward to seeing Captain Tarot uh, being played.
0: Yeah, agreed. Cool. Righty. Well, I'll go over the next unit we have, and this is what I'm very excited about because Empire are getting a lot of fun options. They've gone in this season, they've gone every other season, and we are once again seeing a new two-figure group making its way I'm not going to say back to the medics. These guys have never been good. Sure, they did win the world championships once. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's that was because Daniel Taylor ran them, not because they were an amazing unit. So we have the heavy stormtroopers, trooper heavy weapon. They are eight points with four points each as so the two in the group. The health is eight, speed is four. They they've got a range attack of blue red and a defense characteristic of a black die. They've Got three uh, plus three accuracy in eight, a search for plus two damage, and a search for blast two. They have two abilities. This first one is the really good one modular. You may include an attachment card in your army and decrease its cost oh. by one to a minimum of zero. During setup, you must attach this card to this group. So we'll get to that in a second. And then we've got spray fire while attacking, you may apply minus three accuracy and plus one search to the attack results. So modular. That means you you can put them online ambush without paying the cost. Mm-hmm. You can give them a reroll from Targeting computer without paying the cost. You can give them an upgrade card. We're going to get to next without paying the cost. These guys are amazing.
3: And they also got a little bit faster, right?
1: Yes, they used to be speed three. Yeah, that's the main reason why I couldn't use them ever before is they were too slow.
3: Speed three nowadays is just crippling.
1: Yes, it really is. Nice. Okay, so I'm looking at the old card. So they have a innate accuracy plus one bumped up. So it used to be plus two accuracy. Now it's bumped up to plus three accuracy uh, because they, they have that red die. So you have issues with range. And we've got... The surges, uh, the other, sur- the surges remain the same, and they used to have composite plating. While defending, if the attacker is four more spaces away, apply plus one block to the defense results. That they just don't have that anymore, um, so they don't have that extra defensive bonus against snipers. Um, but their attack is uh, is better while attacking you may apply minus three accuracy and plus one surge to the attack results so they're just better if you are up close to them
0: yeah as you're going to get your blast off more consistently and i think these guys are very very cool i mean they they they're an awesome model just you know playing in person and it's a shame that they were never that good uh the speed for I, i think it's a good change but you know i still just you know, I just wish they could have been preserved in some way by keeping their speed three and give them some other kind of buff.
1: Mm. But but
0: I, I you know I get why they got speed four because speed three is so hard to use. Yeah. But you know that yeah. was something which really set them apart well, from also the other because ones
1: because if you are looking at like a a speed crippling thing but fires really heavily, you have the e web already kind of fills that niche. So I don't.
0: That think true. You only yeah.
1: had that kind of overlap, so I don't feel like we really needed something in that space. Um, but. This is nice because we don't have so much that fills this niche, where you have a ranged unit but is good in kind of close combat. So we'll see.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I think this guy could be very very fun, especially with this next upgrade card. David, would you like to rig this?
3: Uh, yeah. So we've got the generals' ranks. So this is one of the first skirmish upgrades that came out, right? Possibly. with
0: possibly yeah,
3: mm, yeah yeah so, i think that's true well uh, i think that's wave one maybe <laughs> yeah wave one mm-hmm. so it's a it's a one point non-unique only when you gain any number of movement points if it is not your activation you may move up to two spaces when you perform an attack if it is not your activation apply plus one damage to the attack results so this cool this bullshit. is a really cool combo card with a lot of other abilities you can use nowadays
0: yes so the thing which makes this card so crazy is actually just you want to read through what the previous version of it was yep
1: yeah i've just found it so number one it's been dropped a point from cost two to cost one Uh, and the original card says when you perform a move, if it is not your activation, you gain two additional movement points. So it's assuming that you are performing the move, whereas the new card is when you gain any number of movement points. So that can be (laughs) from a card, it can be from another figure's effect, right? So if I'm... Understanding that correctly. Like, if another yep. player moves you and gives you movement points, then you get it as well. Whereas the old card, you specifically have to perform a move action, which is very limited. Uh, then the yes. other part of the card is when you perform an attack, if it is not your activation, apply plus one damage to the attack results, which is the same. So it's just the main difference is that it's been dropped a point and you don't have to perform a move action to get that extra two movement points.
0: And this is also huge. It is no longer unique.
1: Mm.
0: So you can have two of those. And this is my favorite combat with it. So I'm just going to yeah. spoil everything right now. Because it's when you get a, a number of movement points, that means that if you put motivation on Weiss, Weiss moves a figure, the, the full move. So say he's moving an ATST. The ATST moves six. It moves base four oh, plus two. moves six. Snap. Then you then your motivation to give it one movement point, which then turns into three. Because of General's ranks, oh. which means that with Vice, can, without spending a single action, move a figure nine spaces in one round.
1: Oh, nasty.
3: It's so nasty. That's it's so nasty. That's
1: yeah.
3: yeah, pretty good. I, I think uh, at least you can't use it with unique figures. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Uh, that would be disgusting. Oh, okay. yeah, so, and officers are gonna be amazing now because now regular officers do suddenly give a full four move.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So this has to be attached to one particular unit. Um that it it's not one of the ones where it's plot you can like choose. Who it goes to? It's it's you have to attach it. To
0: yeah, it. and if you put this on the heavy stormtroopers, they don't pay the point for it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So the heavy stormtroopers are they have got they've some, got some very very fun value in them. uh yeah, generals' ranks I think is it's it's going to be so good. I'm so excited to be able to run Vice more because Vice is going to be a boss. Okay, I am carton. scared
1: of that. I I am I am afraid. I, I am afraid yeah. of
0: that. <laughs> see exactly. We'll see. Exactly. I can see this right now. You've got Vice. You got an ATST and you got a group of jet troopers. The jet trooper group and the ATSD both get general's ranks on them. Mm-hmm. And, and Vice gets the upgrade card motivation. And you're just gonna move so freaking fast, it's gonna be hilarious.
1: I wanna put I wanna put it on tarot. <laughs>
3: With just officers, it's already enough. Exactly. Yeah. You know, bring yeah. three officers and you can move something 12 spaces if you really wanted to. This card, I think,
0: single-handedly could make the ATDP a lot better. Uh-huh. The HTTP is already playable. Yeah. But this is huge.
1: Well, we will see what people decide to put it on. Yeah, Indeed. I was just thinking like if you put it on Tarot, then he could be zooming around the map now.
0: Uh no because it's not unique. I'm oh,
1: just kidding. Oh, but
0: you, But you could put it and this is crazy. You could put it you could put it on the regular regular do backs. Exactly.
1: Mm.
0: And that could be very fun. Could you could really also fun. temporary alliance in something and give it to them. I'm not sure like a rank or
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean I mean you could.
1: Okay, you could put it okay, could you put it on a Bantha and then when it beast tamers it would get extra You,
0: can't. you can't put Beast Tamer in Empire. Oh right, just kidding. But even but even if you could, um, that those are moving points gained during your activation, so it wouldn't count for that. Uh, but fun right, thing, we right, right. could we could pull Greedo or something into Empire. And then when he plays Lam, he is going to be able oh, to that is out move, of
1: activation. Oh.
0: Move a ton more, yeah.
1: Mm, okay. I don't think you would pull Greedo in to put this on him
0: though. No, <laughs> no, but uh, also Greedo can't do Um because no you
1: but uh, say, <laughs> Never say, hide
0: Never yeah, say hide gun. guns and even uh yeah, yeah. pirates. Right. Well, one final card. Uh, actually, I'm going to talk about this if you don't mind. Just, yeah. just because it's 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 my main. Uh, so we've got the new deploy the garrison card. It was the only card I believe that which didn't get approved in season four, and so we got a lot of feedback from the community that they don't like it when we create a card, it doesn't get approved, and then we ignore it next season. Mm. So we're going to start doing that as much as we can. If a card doesn't get approved, it's top of the priority list for the next season. Got it. And so we same thing here with deploy the garrison. So deploy the garrison. It is a card played by Director kranik One point. Use at the start of, of the round. All friendly troopers or guardians within four spaces gain a damage power token or two movement points. Oh. So the previous version, which didn't get approved, was two points. Use at the start of the round. Uh, all friendly or, trooper or guardians, that's it, on the map, must suffer one strain and then either get the damage power to- token or move two movement points. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit rough. I think that i'm not I'm not sure i I felt like it was all right, and I think this one would be okay at two points as well, but at one point it's amazing if you draw this one around one you're you you're feeling happy
3: is it is it actually meant to be or you have to choose troopers or guardians or is it and
0: uh i I'm pretty sure the wording is and I wasn't able to find the final card that we got out in time, so I just put oh, and okay. pop this one
3: into okay the room. yeah yeah I'm just wondering since this one says or whether you're meant to choose. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It, it's all, all troops and guardians.
1: For one point, this is a great card. It's just. Oh, it, yeah. yeah.
3: It's
0: very, very, very strong. And it's going to work very well with Krennic. I mean, Krennic is now. What I th- think could work very fun is if you, you got Krennic, you got General's Ranks, and you got the Emperor.
2: Uh-huh.
0: That could be a lot of extra damage of what you're getting out of yeah. your attack. Yeah, so that's the Imperial faction. What do you guys think, generally, all in all, from what we've seen in this faction this season?
3: Uh, I, I think it's it's pretty good. I think um, Iden is interesting for a different type of list. I think Callus is probably too a bit too gr- good. Good. So you were
1: about to say too gross. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what I was about to say. <laughs> Looking at his card, I'm like, yeah, that, that's a bit much. Yeah. Because I, I I both think fulcrum is probably too good and also i was already moaning about the controlling other people's figures becoming more yeah. more common <laughs> earlier exactly um yeah i'm absolutely with you there
0: i think empire has got a, f- a lot of fun new tools i think tarot is great i think callus is like I said, probably too good. He's probably going to see enough throughout the initial season. I think Aiden is actually a lot better than we think. Running her with Krennic is very fun, of course, because you're getting plus three damage on her attack instead of plus, uh, instead of plus two. Yeah, But, uh, you yeah, know, I think she's going to make a good splash. Dio is also very, very cool.
3: Mm-hmm. I think she she's basically like if you were playing Thrawn before and trying to use him as a shooter because he is a very good shooter.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: but he's just a yeah. little bit at, at odds with the tankiness of the rest of your list and the range at which he wants to fight that sometimes it's, it's just awkward and easier for you to just bring more beef instead.
1: Mm-hmm. And her spy tag, I think is, does make her really valuable for if you want to be bringing in spy cards.
3: Yeah. I mean, she could hide for a round two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I like I like the the tarot change, maybe bring him back a little. Heavy stormtroopers look quite good, too.
0: Mm-hmm. My, my favorite thing is general strikes. I'm going to spam the heck out of flights right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, we'll see what people do with it. I'm excited to see what kind of list people put together.
0: Agreed. Oh, All right, well, let's get started with the scum faction, then. Jessica, would you like to read the first? Yes! Scum figure, which I think we're gonna have a long discussion about.
1: <laughs> I'm really excited to announce that we have a Dr. Afra. So, I really, really, really like Dr. Af- Afra as a character. Um, she's just really cool in the comics. Like, she just is a very, very cool character personality i agree yeah and there's just like a lot to her to her personality it's she's like not good she's not evil she's just like you know one of those like anti-heroes it's very cool okay so we've got dr afra rogue archaeologist and four point cost uh the tags are just smuggler she's just a smuggler making her way in the world seven health 5 speed, attack blue, red, yellow, defense white die, and surge for pierce 2. Alright, so this is really cool. So she has the uh, ability dubious counterparts. Once during your activation, if your starting army contained triple zero and BT1, those figures may interrupt to perform a move. Now, interesting to note. She is obviously a scum character, so there would have to be some kind of shenanigans that allow them to both be, I mean all three of them to be in the army together, but never mind, lots of people can do that. And she has an action excavation. Choose one command card in either player's discard pile that costs one or less, except to take initiative, until your next activation, while that card is in the discard pile, your player may play that card. If they do, return <laughs> it to the game box after use. Now, I'm going to read out her command card as well because it kind of makes sense why you would want to excavationing. So, her command card is Windfall. Use when a command card is discarded from your hand or deck you gain VPs equal to that card's cost plus one. This is a zero-cost card. Uh, when this card is discarded from your hand or deck, gain one VP. So you could excavate this card and you know gain some more victory points, but it specifically says then it would be returned to the game box, so you cannot use it again.
0: You can't uh, use it
1: as an infinite loop,
0: right? I think you might be misreading excavation a little Wait. bit.
1: Wait! It says return it to the game box. Doesn't that mean it's out of the game?
0: Yeah, so Excavation. I think you're looking a little bit backwards. So Excavation is choose one command card in either player's discard pile that costs one less, except take initiative. Until your next activation, while that card is in the discard pile, your player may play that card as if it were in the hand, basically. Yeah. Which means, so it's got nothing to do with windfall, basically. Excavation is the ability for you to play any card in the game, so long as it's in someone's discard pile. Your opponent plays planning? Cool, I'm now going to play planning as well. Your opponent plays interleague? Cool, I'm going to play interleague
1: too. Okay, I think that the wording on this definitely needs to be improved because it's super confusing. So David and I were discussing it uh, before when we um, like took a quick read-through. It's really difficult to figure out because you're considering both players, and so it's really hard to figure out what you're doing and what's happening to your opponent, if that makes sense. So, okay. So choose okay. one command card in either player's discard pile. Fine. Okay. And yep. till your next activation, while that card is in the discard pile, your player may play that card. So let's say that it's your action and you then do the excavation action. And you can then, you, as in the person that has Afra, can play a card just from a discard pile. But you have to choose what it is. You can't, you have to choose one specific one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So until your next activation, so it would be, so for example, you could play cards that, like you could play somebody's on the lamb that's in.
3: No, it has to be one or less. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so you could play something that does not specifically have to be on your activation, though, right? So you could choose something that triggers that would allow you out of your activation to do something. Um, so that's why it's until your next activation.
0: Yeah, but also any figure in your list can play it or your player. Oh, okay. Which means, uh, uh-huh. yeah, so, exactly. So you could steal someone's planning. And then, okay, now I'll activate my elite Jawa. and uh, He's going to play their planning. Okay. Or, okay, I'm going to take your stretch shift. And now I'm going to activate my Clawdite. And I'm going to play your stretch shift.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it does make sense, though, with Windfall, that it says return to the game box after use. Because then you couldn't, like, every round dig it up and get um, victory points, right? Because it's like when you discard it, So, yeah, when this card is discarded, you you couldn't, like, just consistently get... I guess it's only one, though, versus, like, our, you know, rebel graffiti problem um, as well. Mm -hmm. So it it wouldn't break the game if you could, I guess, because it does cost an action to do it. Um, So what I'm confused about the wording is that it says your player may play that card, but then it switches to they... So then,
0: so, so the reason for it is that it it goes on the basis that it's talking to Afra, so your player may do X. If they do it, they refers to the player, but the wording is so imagine the wording as talking to Afra. So the wording is um, this god of imperial assault talking down to the Afra figure, and it tell and it says your player may do this, and if they do, this happens.
1: Why should why wouldn't it be if you do?
3: Because you, then you wouldn't be able to play any cards with other tags. Exactly. She's only a smuggler. Uh, Precisely.
1: Oh, I, I see. Okay, I get it. I get it. The yeah. you is Afra, but your player is like you, the person.
0: Exactly, which is why they have to differentiate the it with they, because otherwise it would refer to you. I to get Afra, not to it. Afra.
1: Okay. I think maybe the it, there might be an easier way to say that, but I, my brain isn't coming up with it.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think so. We've spent so long on her wording, and this is the clearest thing we were able to find. Maybe there is something out there, uh, but we haven't been able to find. It why, why
1: couldn't you just? Why couldn't you just extend it? Something like, uh, while the card is in the discard pile, your player may play that card and then return it to the game box because then it's it's it makes sense that that's just going with the your player.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a pretty good points.
1: Your player may play that card and then return it to the game box. I I think it, that she does have a lot of um interesting options because that it goes with her character as well like in the comics like she's very resourceful and like yeah. uses things from other people and manipulates other people. So Is
3: it cool. really so broken? to um, have to return it to the game box? Yes,
0: absolutely. Otherwise you could stretch shift every round. You could interleak every round. You could celebration
3: every round. Except every, every, round every round is only three rounds and maybe not round one?
0: That is still pretty big because here's the thing. So she's on a knife's edge as far as I'm concerned. Because we, do, we have no idea if she's broken or not because even though we've tested her a lot, we haven't test, been able to test everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The thing that's scary about her is that if your opponent plays Celebration, you can then play your own Celebration. Okay, you've gone plus four points. Then you'll play your opponent's Celebration. That's plus eight points. Then you'll play your own Celebration again. That's plus 12 points.
3: Yeah. Uh. Then you'll play your, uh, I don't know, Price on Their Heads twice or something. Yeah.
0: So that's so she, I, I think she's going to go very, very well. In-
3: you You can't really due to the nature of how many rounds there are
0: no no but still even you know having an extra eight points just because yeah, just she's perfect. sitting behind a wall just spending extra yeah
1: no i i agree with isaac here that the celebration is the real one that could break it um yeah yeah playing celebration extra times does seem like that it's just
0: well, and even just with the flexibility because if you put her in the imperialist Let's say you. I mean, you're gonna use um, rule by fear because every imperialist has it. Whichever card you discard with rule by fear, you can just say, "Okay, I'll excavate that." I can now use the card I discarded round one. So you're always gonna have a card if you're running her empire.
3: If it, if it's one point or less, right.
0: Yeah, but you're probably not going to discard a anymore because this used to be two points or less, oh, and it was okay. well broken. Yeah, because, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, that oh, look like at that! Players. I can do popping blow four times. Oh, look at that! I can play tools twice. Oh, look at that! I can play slippery target four times. Not that, and that's what have been counting. If my opponent would have those cards as well,
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. she is. She really scares me because I don't know if she's broken or not. She's so fun. I've run her. She's an amazingly fun figure. If you run her with spies, excavation is amazing. If you run it with her with B T and Triple Zero, they are suddenly very cool now because now Triple yeah, Zero can attack. I would want hard. to, do, yeah, yeah. So from a thematic standpoint, she's awesome. But From a game balance standpoint, I just don't know yet. So we'll have to just wait yeah, and see.
1: We might have to work on that excavation. We'll have to see. I mean, there. But the thing is, though, there's lots of different ways that. The excavation ability can be changed. So, for example, yeah. if it's too good, we could then bump it down to cost zero, or you know, or something yeah, like. Take that.
0: away the celebration problem, which I think is going to be the yeah. biggest issue. So we
1: could do something like that. Uh, it there there are lots of different ways that I think that that particular idea yeah. of that ability can be rewritten. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it gets uh, how it gets used.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Please, everyone out there listening, go break it. Go forth and break this combo, <laughs> and so that we can see what uh, what to do with it. But I'm I'm there are people out there that I know are going to to break this, and I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, I love this idea, the idea of this figure. She's honestly one of my favorite figures to come out this season. Uh, we just have to keep an eye on it.
3: Oh, uh, so she can play single purpose? No, she can't. Uh, yeah, she could that sounds awful okay yeah never mind then she's playing way too many cards so she could single purpose pick two cards mm. and then next round she could excavate single purpose oh and excavate something else again
0: yeah but that doesn't do much though if you're excavating single purpose then that's one of your two excavations right
3: now that's true
0: i guess if you have two, the limit then yes you could do yeah. it that is true oh no actually that, that still doesn't work so you can only do it twice yeah, I think that's fine, because To the Limit is a zero-point card. It's going to take up slot in your deck. Yeah, I don't think from um, uh Single-purpose, yes, yeah. so it's a one-point card. takes up a slot in your deck. Oh, and cool. if you're using her, you're not using it on someone else.
3: So I I think that's okay. It, it's alright. I think it, it is really scary to just give someone a blank check on command cards. Yeah. yeah. So, so honestly, I, I
0: think Akra might single-handedly start make, make um, uh, Spyless start to run uh, for the fool me ones card because against afra you do not want your discard pile to be around for long mm. because she's gonna abuse it because she she looks okay when you read her abilities but in game you'll realize she's insanely flexible because just by round two there's gonna there's usually each player played maybe one to three cards. That's potentially six cards. She has the ability to just cherry pick between.
1: Yeah, I mean, another thing that you could we could f- uh, fix if it's too strong as well is that you could just have it limited to only Africa can play that card. So because at the moment it's left open to your player may play that card. Right? It's like you could play any kind of card that links to any of your figures that are in your list versus. If it ends up being too strong, then and she only has one tag, she only has the smuggler tag, so it might, you know, it might be possible to tune it down to only her.
3: her The problem is it uses one of her actions, so she's not doing much else, Mm
1: -hmm. and then
3: she has so few tags, she probably won't be able to play hardly anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very tricky. I think we'll just have to. We'll
1: have to see. see
0: see what happens. Yeah. Alrighty, well let's head over to the next scum figure this is the one and only hk47 so i'll read off this one so we have hk47 the faithful meatpack exterminator <laughs> he is a droid and hunter seven points black die 11 health speed four range attack of blue blue red he's got two surge abilities search for plus two accuracy so plus one damage. Okay. You know, you read that, he it seems okay. You know, he's a little bit below average for seven points. Then we get to his abilities, and oh my goodness. So he's got three abilities. First one is query. When you declare an attack, apply plus two damage to the attack results unless the defender suffers one strain and becomes bleeding.
1: That's a that's a that's an intense query.
0: <laughs> yeah. Conclusion. While attacking, apply minus one dodge to the oh, attack results.
1: Oh, snap!
0: And mockery. After a hostile figure removes the bleeding condition, the figure suffers a strain. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy. Whew. Okay, well, well, what do you guys think first? And then I'll. I'll
2: uh... Okay,
1: first, I want to clarify for the mockery, is that just all the time? Yeah, all the time. So it's just anytime the opponent removes the bleeding condition, they suffer strain. Yeah. And if
0: you run him with Nexus? You're going to get a lot of bleeding,
1: Wow, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, the query, you can uh, cause the bleeding. That's nasty. So I can see some nasty strain possibilities with HK-47. And the minus one dodge, I bet people are, like, really going to want to to think about. Using it. Anyone that has had the dodge <laughs> deny the victory, here we go.
0: <laughs> so HK-47 was the most broken figure in our playtesting <laughs> when we, <laughs> we did him. So, conclusion used to be remove one defense symbol.
1: Ah, uh, no, yeah, okay, I can see it. Which right. was
0: insane. Yeah, It that, was insane. Was too much. <laughs> um, and he had a search for plus two damage instead.
1: Ah, uh, uh-huh.
0: So what happened is that Oh well, look at here. So he's just if if you roll the dodge, he's going to remove it. If you're Han and you roll an evade, he's just going to remove the evade and also remove your extra block as well because that's just what happens. And because he's the droid, he can play the droid command card, letting him use the same search twice, so he can search for plus two twice. In addition to being a hunter, so he can assassinate and he can tools. He was he was stupid. Mm. He was one-shotting everyone, everyone. Yeah. And if he didn't one shot them, they were bleeding and had to take two strain, one from the query and then one from removing strain. Yeah. From removing bleed. He was stupid. He was so stupid. And that is why he is a glass cannon, more or less, because he's seven for 11. hmm. Seven mm-hmm. points for 11 health. Uh, sorry, sorry, so 11 for seven, I should say. Um I think he's okay now but man this guy was a pain in test.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the HKs classically have had that kind of glass cannon archetype anyways yeah. so it kind of makes sense that that it applies to HK47 as well. Well, we shall see. Uh I I I think it is still very very strong. We'll see if yes. it's still too strong.
3: Yeah, I think Indeed. it's it's good. He it, he did lose a lot of um, consistency somehow, though, compared to the regular HKs
1: mm, without the reroll.
3: Yeah,
0: mm, but he's also got a more a more consistent attack pool. Yeah, because he's got the red dye instead of the yellow. Well, it depends who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I'll also read off his command card real quick. So he's got definition love, which is a one point command card for HK forty seven. Use during your activation to form an attack targeting a hostile figure five or more spaces away without spending an action. Remove one red die from the attack pool. Oh, okay. Amazing, 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 amazing. Yeah, you lose the red die, but you're still getting query. You're
3: still getting conclusion. And it's a
1: free action, so you get to shoot at this thing twice if you really yes. want to delete something.
3: And he's a hunter, so he can. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the thing.
0: HK-47 is insane. We're going to see if he's broken or not, but yeah. he is I
1: think it's one of
0: key. the best hunters.
1: One of the ones where in this could be broken. We'll, yeah. we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah, he, he's just awesome. I, I can't wait to play him, and running him in a droid list is going to be amazing. You you put in him, you put IG-11 in there, you throw in maybe BT, mm-hmm. maybe you throw in k Those are some seriously <laughs> scary droids you've got right there. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Right. Well, let's go over to the next mercenary figure. David, you can read off this one. And this one is probably going to take a while because even though it's only one figure, there are four cards to get to. Yes,
3: yeah, so it's the Elite elite Claudite Shapeshifter. Uh, six points, nine health, red, green, yellow attack, four speed, black defense dice, hunter spy. Uh, so when you're deployed, you may gain one form card of your choice from the supply. And at the start of each round, you may switch your form card with another one. I think that is mostly the same.
0: Yeah, the changes are plus one in health. Right. So she's now health nine, which is good.
3: Yeah, so the, the main changes are in the forms, which the first one is Senator. So, surge plus built in plus one accuracy, search for one damage, search for recover two, and search for gain a power token. And the conspire ability, distribute one token, one power token for each die in your printed attack pool. The friendly figures within one space um yes yeah. just makes it consistent
1: yeah mm-hmm. instead of rolling
0: exactly because you know previously it was you either give out um your way game too game many. Give out yeah ex- exactly it was just it was way too swingy for yeah. one of the most expensive support units in the game um so we just thought, well, Cleanest way to fix that is do it one for each die tech because then we don't break the regular one. Yeah. So the regular one only gives us two. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I think, think it's,
3: it's pretty solid, but I I also think there's plenty of ways of getting tokens these days, so we'll we'll have to see how.
0: Not necessarily in Scum. In Empire, there's a ton of ways, but in Scum, it's a lot
3: harder. That's true. But I mean, Cass 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 and Hera and everybody loves. Yeah, that's true. Coming over to Scum. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> that's the, true. The second form is the scout form, plus two accuracy built in, surge for plus two damage, or surge for two accuracy and pierce one. Rifleman, when you declare an attack, replace one die with a blue die, and priority target figures do not block line of sight for your attacks. Uh, That's mostly pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah, the only change is that the surges are different. So before, it was a surge for pierce two and a surge for one damage and two accuracy. So now there's a a completely new surge that there wasn't before. was a surge for just two damage and a surge for accuracy and pierce.
0: And Rifleman has also been changed very critically. Rifleman used to be replace a red die with a blue die. Now it's replace any die with a blue die, which means you you could keep the red, get rid of your yellow, or for some reason, if you want to. I don't see why you would, but you could also get rid of your green and do blue, red, yellow. So that's also a very big check to making the scouts.
3: Pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. The, the last one is the Soldier. Has two accuracy, built-in, plus two damage surge, blast one surge, and a surge for focus. It also has an ability called Shields Up, where you can place an energy shield in an adjacent space, a figure can attack this energy shield, which has health 5, defense none, and professional. While attacking, you may reroll one attack die.
1: What the heck is this energy shield? What?
3: Yep. Yeah, so the energy shield is making its big debut into skirmish.
0: And yeah, you can you, you can just place it and it blocks line of sight. Uh, it is pretty easy to kill. I would rather have the energy shield be health 4. I think health 5 is a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it used to be in testing health five defense two block, and that was way too good. Oof. Because if, if you're gonna have an energy shield, it needs to be able to be one shot by
1: yeah a should.
0: trooper yeah. or by a short trooper. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's it's just basically wasting one attack. It should be like wasting just one attack. Yeah,
3: exactly. Okay. Uh, so it's it's just a block that blocks line of sight. Precisely, I, which I, can be
2: very effective. I
3: thought it was the the Nalhada. You know, a little thing you can stand next to and get minus searches for ranged attacks at first.
0: Ah, no, no, this just completely blocks line of sight. Okay,
1: so this is a completely new mechanic that is being put in.
0: Yes, very cool. indeed.
1: So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to see, but I'm, I'm thinking that that could be too strong. We could see this being a, a problem, especially for some very like. Heidi sniper list, not naming names. Um, <laughs> so that
2: could cause mm, yeah.
1: some really big problems for uh some opponents to deal with kind of snipers that are hiding, especially if you have more than one claw dite. But for the cost, prob- so the
3: forums are unique.
1: Oh, you can only
3: okay. have one soldier. In place. And so you can only Good put one know. down per round. Uh,
0: Yeah, and so so I I think you're right, but also I think health 5 is relatively easy enough that worst come to worst, it's going to take you two attacks from weak units. Yeah. Uh, Again, I would rather it be health 4 because that means the average four-point unit is going to be able to kill it Mm -hmm. in one attack, and therefore the the scout is spending one action to nullify one attack. Mm -hmm. If it spends one action to nullify two attacks, that's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it, I, I don't think it's as scary as say HK or Afra. Um, I think it's just a good ability. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So we'll have to see. I think it'll definitely get play. I can definitely see the the Claudite getting play. Yeah, it's got changes.
3: buffs. It's got spy. It's got hunter. It's it's good. Mm-hmm.
1: It does the shield
3: take grenade damage or is it specifically only shots directed at it?
0: That just depends on the wording of the ability. If it says each figure on or adjacent, then it doesn't. If it's each figure and object, then okay, so it, uh, It's an can't. object. It, yeah, it's an object. Energy shields are
3: objects. But it, it does does it block movement at all?
0: Or no, no, you can move through it fine. Okay. So if you go up against a Jedi list, you're never going to use the soldier. I mean, I, I guess you could. You know, It's still got the search for focus. It's got professional. So it's still a better attacker, just base, than the scout. Um, so you, I was too, I could definitely yeah. see people using it.
1: So would you have? Would it do anything to melee units like melee units yeah. with reach? Would that be a problem? Uh,
0: with reach, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're standing in it um, or behind it, and they've got reach, then yes, that would block, as it blocks line of sight. And reach is you can attack someone with a melee attack. In line of sight with entry spaces.
3: Mm-hmm. It would prevent Vader from
0: force choking you. Correct. Mm. Correct. Vader, can't, Vader can't force choke the shields. Mm. So that could be a very effective anti choke bubble, which, which is cool.
1: We'll see how this plays out. We'll mm. see. I'm really curious to see how people use that ability. Uh, nice. Cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah.
0: Well, Jess, why don't you go over the big white fluff ball?
1: Yay! I'm very excited to have more creatures. So, Wampas have gotten a rework. So, we've got Wampa. This is an elite Wampa, six cost, health 12, speed 3. Wampa is a creature brawler, attack die, melee red, red, defense black die. It has a built in two damage, has reach. Surge for cleave three nasty. Surge for bleed and stun also nasty. It has efficient travel, you ignore additional movement point costs for difficult terrain and hostile figures. Hunger at the start of your activation, if there are no hostile figures within two spaces, gain three movement points. Ooh, also nasty. Non sentient, you cannot interact, makes sense. Okay, that's. He's sounding pretty nasty.
0: He is very nasty. What we realized when we were testing just the regular Wampa just to see what he How does. How bad it
2: was.
0: He's surprisingly fast. Mm-hmm. Because you've got Beast Tamer and Hunger. That's six movement points for free on a three speed figure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And what we, so what we saw, we thought was, okay, well, let's bring his cost down because he's he's definitely not doing enough for eight points. Yeah. Let's, let's bring him down to six because now he's on par with Nexus, who are still good. Nexus are still very viable, especially with HK47. They're going to be very good, I think, together. Um, but then also giving him reach. Yeah. It means he's going to attack easily and also the cleave three. You know, it's ray's going to get that off. Exactly. But you know. Run him with lost Cats, give him a search token, and then you're you're you very happy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the only real change is the point cost reduced by two and the reach. But yeah. So actually, all of the uh, the uh, abilities on his card is exactly the same. He had efficient travel already. He had hunger already as well. I keep saying he, but I mean it could be a she as well. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna. Be biased there but um so the yeah the only real change is the point cost drop by two and the reach but reach makes such a big difference like you said yeah. especially because now the cleave is really nasty you can actually get it off within a much wider range and i think that will make a huge difference oh okay very interesting again i like this nice subtle change
3: i'm not i'm not convinced it's quite enough
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: because the beasts always have that problem of one tamer too many beasts.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. This guy is insane. If you lion ambush though, lion ambush wampa is <laughs> gross. That
1: does sound because uh,
0: he hits like a truck. And let's just say, wait until we get to the command cards.
1: Okay, let's talk. That, about is,
0: that is going game. to really perk your brain. But <laughs> <laughs> we have one more. <laughs> we have one more mercenary card to get to, which is the new and improved under duress ah. so this is a unique skirmish upgrade under duress one point so it's gone down by one it used to be two points mm-hmm. when a hostile figure suffers damage for each resulting strain he wishes to prevent the player controlling that figure may discard two command co- must discard two command cards from the top of his deck instead of one and the second ability the second row is new exhaust this card when a hostile figure suffers strain, to resolve any choices for that strain instead of your opponent, which is obscene.
1: Ooh,
3: yeah, yeah. I think this is quite crazy.
1: Yeah, that's really crazy. So strain decks now really super viable. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're going to
0: have to have you're a You're you going to run this You're going to run this in every Yeah, you're going to run this in every HK list. Mm. 100%. Every time.
3: I mean, yeah. you should you would probably run it in anything that had Trandoshans.
0: Mm. Or oh, yeah. Boba or
3: Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, Boba Fett but this is going to be Amazing because he can suddenly say, Okay, yeah, so you're two health left. I'm going to flame through you. I'm going to force you to take the the strain's damage. Yeah. Uh, But interestingly enough, Murn does counteract this because Murn's ability to stop strain happens before the exhaust effect.
1: Ah, okay, got it. So so the,
3: the question I have is Does it affect the entire source of the strain? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, I, I guess when you take Strain, you, you take it one at a time, right?
0: Yeah. So the Exhaust Effect is only for one individual piece of Strain. Yeah. Which which does matter, because, you know, say you've got six cards left in your deck, and Vader has one health left. They, you know they are definitely going to discard all six cards to keep Vader alive for another round. Mm-hmm. So you exhaust the card to force the damage on Vader. Or say they... Or maybe it's a low-value figure that you know they're just going to say, eh, that's fine, I'll just take the damage. You're saying, nope, I'm going to force you to discard two cards from your deck instead. Mm.
3: Yes, yeah, so I, I mean, I, my question, I guess, is if you Basque or flamethrower, you, you can choose what one of those strains do. Not that whole distributed pile, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. otherwise it would be broken. Yeah. And then if, if you're doing if you're doing one of these, say escalating hostilities, and it's three oh. strain all at once, can you force them to resolve all of them in the way you want? No, because you, it's, it's because just you, one, right? You, because you you, su- you suffer
0: one one strain yeah. at a time. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, because every time you do like like you could do a combo, right? Like you could do like one card one health so for every strain you can choose them individually right because exactly. you don't have to like be like i'm going to take three cards or i'm going to take three health that's not the choice the choice is each one you can choose yeah so i think exactly. that makes sense that it's it does not uh, currently i think it's really good but not broken because it's just one every round like one strain to to damage uh, versus like David say, if it was the whole attack, that would be, that would be too strong.
3: That would be bonkers. Absolutely. That would be bonkers. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm very interested to see strain lists and, and making a comeback and how people, how people do that. Uh, yes.
3: I mean, I'm, I'm glad you can't put this in empire. Oh yeah. Because it would, it would basically make Vader. Oh gosh, able Vader. To a whole
2: bunch oh. of units to death in one. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, my biggest concern with this is just that, you know, you you guys know that I love Chronic, but uh, they, this makes it a little bit hard to play Chronic if your opponent is going to play Undertrack You just go, oh crap. Mm. <laughs>
2: That's
0: true. Um, but apart from that, I, I think it's very solid. I don't think it's broken. Um. We'll obviously keep an eye on it, but because the previous under duress just wasn't quite worth it. No. Now it's you know it will be fine at one point without the second clause, but the second clause is very interesting. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to
3: this. My my thought is that the second bit is too much, because I I actually think the previous under duress was getting there. It was still
1: playable. Yeah. It's yeah. Under mm-hmm. duress at two points was still playable. Yeah. I'm. 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 It might be broken. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Yeah. And you know, it it is an easy fix to us come to us. We could either just bump bump it back up to two and keep both clauses, or remove the second clause and keep it at one. Both of those options are still very, very, very good. So we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so, closing thoughts on the Scum Faction. So, we still have three sections to get to. We have the neutral, which is just two cards, generic command cards, and then the approved changes. So, what are your final thoughts on the Scum Faction? So, this was a big one.
1: I really like the changes. Uh, so, the Afra and HK47, really cool additions, and I can see them being played and having a particular niche in 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 icp and i like the changes to the claudite definitely the claudite needed some love there very very cool
3: yeah i I like the that the wampus finally getting some six six points 12 health ratio yeah because they you you were always playing glass cannon beasts before but let's be honest, even the Rancor and the Bantha are glass cannons, you just throw them up there yeah. see what they can kill and then they blow up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But this this will be a bit tankier. Mm.
0: And again, line ambush Wampa is not to be underestimated, and just wait until we get to the new creature command card in a little bit. Ooh,
1: mm, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, but first and foremost, we are going to go through the final kind of faction, which is getting changed. So these are the final yeah, just the final things we're going to through. David, would you like to go over the one and only emperor's hand?
3: the the single neutral deployment card I in think the game. the first one, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, so we have Mara Jade, the lost legend. She's a force user and a brawler, six points, eleven health, blue red, red attack, five speed white defense dice. Uh, The usual sort of lightsaber surges plus two damage and pierce three. Adaptive skills. So based on which army you bring her in, you gain a different trait.
2: So you're getting
3: Hunter in Imperial, Smuggler in Scum, and Guardian in Rebel. So that's quite interesting. Uh, She also has fast learner. You may play command cards whose restriction... Matches the name of another unique deployment card in your army, limit once per round.
1: Interesting.
3: Ooh boy! Yes. Ooh boy! And professional. While attacking, you may re-roll one attack die. Okay.
1: I like it. <laughs> I think that's really cool.
3: Yeah, fast fast learner is uh, very interesting.
0: It is, and just like Darksaber mold she can fit into. Any faction very, very, very well. Yeah. You can run her so so the reason she's got Hunter is obviously because so Mara Jade, Jade is a legends character. She's no longer canon. But the best way to kind of get her into Imperial Souls is to say, Okay, well she's a type of Inquisitor. So therefore she gets Hunter, just like all of the Imperial Inquisitors. Which means run her with the Grand Inquisitor, you know, maybe in a future season we might see the fifth brother, the uh, second sister, seventh sister. So Could have some fun options there. In Mercenary, she's a a smuggler, uh, which means that I could see some very fun things running her in Scum with Ezra. You've got two smuggler Jedi suddenly, (laughs) which could be very interesting. And Rebels, Guardian, the Rebels is the one which, uh, it doesn't excite me as much, but she's a Rebel Force user, which already just gives you so many good things that having a okay, you know, Guardian is a strong
3: yeah, Guardian is quite good now. Yeah,
1: Guardian. It's good. You just don't with, have many
0: things to pair her uh, with, you know. Yeah,
1: the Force, the Force user, Guardian lists in Rebels are are they have a lot of options there. It's nice.
3: Yeah, I guess Guardian is more straightforwardly yeah. good and yeah. has less crazy combos. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But like, think about like if you had her in Rebels though with Ahsoka, you can have her playing spy cards as well, right?
0: uh no so you can play command cards whose restriction matches the name of another unit's deployment, which means she Sorry. can play son of skywalker oh, when she's in Rebels. okay
1: no I, I misunderstood that then
0: yeah she can play uh say what's it called uh she can play deploy the garrison if she's in, in an imperialist she can play cavalry charge in an imperialist which is interesting uh so there are a lot of fun options you can do with her uh she can play four um so she's a very very flexible figure and slots into i think any list very well six points she's got a good very good attack pool uh she's very easy to kill she's very easy to kill uh but let's get to her command card Uh, david if you want to read that as well because that also is very interesting
3: reactive loyalties so use after an attack targeting you resolves perform one of the following based on your affiliation so empire is the attacker suffers three damage scum you gain three victory points. Rebel, you recover three damage.
1: <laughs> That's really interesting.
3: Yeah, yes. so they're, they're all very strong and mm. they all do go quite well with the uh, affiliations there.
0: Exactly. And important to note that that does happen of the attack results. So if you die, you don't get to do it. Yeah. Um, but the very fun combo you can do in Rebels is that because he's a guardian in Rebel, you play Iron Will and then Reactive Loyalties. Oh. Okay, there we go. I'm now taking zero damage from this attack.
3: So, you know, I I actually think the best one for her might be uh, might be Scum with Afra, so that she she can start grabbing all of your opponents. Does Does it have to be in your army? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Is that Is that intended that she cannot play command cards of the yes. opponents?
0: No. Um, so even if Aphra were to take it, that figure is not in your army, so you wouldn't be able to do it. Ah, uh,
3: okay. It's, it's it's quite interesting, but I do... I am curious um, how many cards are there that you would want to use with her? It'll take, yeah. take some digging, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think the fun thing with her is, is that she can be played in any faction, but in any faction, she can be played... Very differently depending on who you bring with her, you know. Again, she can cavalry charge, and that would be insane if she is able to get plus one block for the entire round.
3: But pre- presumably, you already <laughs> have Tarot who could cavalry charge yeah. anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. But say you know maybe Tarot is in an area of the map where you don't have as many troopers supporting him, so you play it on her so that she gets a defensive buff, Yeah. and then the other um, well, the three heavy stormtroopers surrounding her or something get get a buff. Yeah, I I, th- I think. Uh, i'm very excited to play her she's one of my favorites i think running her and maul in any faction is just a very good staple to build a for a brawler list
1: we'll see we'll see that's a very very interesting you new
3: think that six six points eleven health white defense dice is kind of easily killed but not that's not necessarily true um those aren't Bad ratios for Rebel, no. for example. Yeah, especially with Guardian. Yeah, but uh, just I felt that that White die
0: with no innate defensive buff because you know she's got one health more than Ezra in exchange for having one uh, block less and doesn't and can't recover with the search
3: and a point less and one and speed less. more mm. and Guardian. <laughs> yeah, true, true, quite, true. Yeah, quite a few yeah. things. I mean, she will still have knowledge and defense if you're playing the.
0: exactly which is that is definitely going to tank her up which is you know obviously what we have to consider because we don't want to make her unkillable in in rebels just so that she can be averaged by imperial standards you know there
3: there are a lot of uh, these interesting command card abilities in in this season which i find pretty exciting there's a lot of potential to find cool interactions Yes.
0: Well, speaking of that, then, why don't we dive into the generic command cards that are coming out this season? Okay. Uh, So, Jess, would you like to read the top one for us?
1: I will. So, the first command card introduced, rest in peace. Put this card into play at the start of a round. Players cannot choose, play, or redraw command cards in discard piles. At the end of the round, discard this card and draw one command card. So it's stopping command card discard shenanigans for one round and you get a card.
0: It's basically our anti-aphratech
3: yeah. in case you want to become too good. Yeah, or kind of delays her one round, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And again, like you said, there's only a limited number of rounds that are going to be played anyways, so that is significant. And if you think about like a card like Planning that just gets you a card, like this still gets you a card. So even if you don't play against somebody that has discard card shenanigans, it's not a dead card. You'd still be able yeah. to draw. Like
3: it gets you one card, yeah. so it's kind of like officer's training.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't require you to do anything except just play it. Yeah. You know, planning requires you to spend an action. Obviously, training needs you to attack and reroll.
3: Well, you get the reroll, which is good. I think it's a decent empire card. I'm not sure that I would play it in in scum. I agree. Yeah.
1: Well, I th- I I think that's good though that there, it's an option, but it's not one of those like instant put ins. Like I I don't know if I would put it in again. It would stop shenanigans like the um rebel graffiti right like the that's another one that you might potentially want to prevent happening what's another one that's discard pile that would be really you want to not uh leia she's
0: not very wild widely seen but it's it's anti-leia yeah but hers is very good
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah exactly Anti layer, anti rubble graffiti, yeah. and anti afra. That's basically it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and also I guess it's also anti spies who play um what what's the card which allows you to Um, ooh, I don't remember. Yeah, but there's this spy card which allows you to... Oh, I know choose a the your... most
1: broken one. It's the droid one, shared experience. You don't want people... Oh,
3: that's good. Mm-hmm. That's so, remember it is... And knowledge and defense, I suppose. Ooh, yes. no- oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Knowledge
1: nice. and defense. Yeah,
3: that's yeah. a big one. So, yeah, I, I can see this
0: card, you know, being used. It's sort an auto-include, but that's good. Yeah. You know, We don't want everything that we make to be an auto-include. Cool. And because we've been focusing so much on deployment cards these last couple of seasons. Right. You know, it is nice with more command cards so that we can just have some more creativity in existing lists mm-hmm. instead of just having the lists change, but the command deck stay static. You know? no, yeah,
1: yeah, okay. agree. Cool.
0: Brilliant. Well, I'll read through the next one then. This is one that's going to excite you, Jess.
1: Mm.
0: We have Rapid Recalibration, one-point droid card, used while attacking before the defender performs rerolls choose one attack die and turn that die to any side mm. that's good that's just that's good. pretty
1: forwardly good yep mm-hmm.
0: exactly it's kind of the opposite of the previous one this is if you're running a droid heavy list you're going to take it just attack. do it yeah, yeah just do it because one point it's affordable you can easily get it in and it's you know it is comparable to something like you know it's not as good as tools because you don't add a whole extra die but you know imagine take hk 47 you whiff on the red die. cool I'll, I'll turn it from the one damage to no. the damage damage search okay. or damage 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 definitely uh or maybe you're sniping with ig 11 and you need a very good range roll cool just turn it to the five accuracy it's just good
1: it's yeah, just, it's,
2: it's
0: just very just good.
1: good or like let's just say like even if you didn't roll that badly but you need one more damage to pull yeah, off a exactly. kill super strong yeah excellent
0: precisely yep great it is before Defender rerolls though, which I think is good. So it just changes the way it works a little bit. So your opponent can still yeah. deplete that to re-roll the die you just turned. Um, your opponent can still re-roll their own defense dice to... Yeah,
1: the Defender does have options to, to, to deal with it, yeah.
0: Which is good, okay. which is good. So yeah, I think this is very solid. All right, David, would you like to read the next one, which is a very interesting one?
3: Okay, so we've got Overwhelming Impact, which is Heavy Weapon or wookie. Use while attacking. For each defense die rolled, apply plus one damage and plus one surge to the attack results. During this attack, ignore all defense results that are not on the defense dice.
1: That's two This seems yeah too strong. Um, I don't know.
3: It's quite good. It, if you're shooting something that's got even one one uh, defense dice, you get two results right so it's it's like you added a green die and you rolled the plus one damage plus one surge side and you sort of negate all of the uh opponent's extra abilities that aren't on the defense die so stuff like r2's lucky i suppose would be ignored
0: yeah correct uh lucky 3po's um buff uh also hans cunning is
3: ignored yeah it what does it also ignore everything like um
1: static blocks
3: static blocks block
0: tokens tokens, zillow exhaust zillow discards so a lot which is why i think it is worth two points but i wouldn't call it an auto to include or anything
3: it might be better than tools but it's on heavy weapon and wiki
0: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, which so this is a, another card to help the Wookiees out yeah. so it's going to be very cool because now suddenly you could run a Wookiee Warrior just go and punch Vader in the face and you're getting plus 2 damage plus 2 search which is very nice
1: yeah This the only thing that is not tipping it into too strong is the tags it's heavy weapon and Wookiee at the moment are not overpowered groups that we're worried about being too strong So. and
0: also 2 points is a hefty price yeah
1: for sure yeah. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's very good. I think if you're playing heavy weapons and wikis, it's uh, definitely something you want to put in.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: it, it, it's good. I think I think there are a lot of archetypes that are lacking these types of power cards that are getting something now. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to save that comment until the very last comment. <laughs> uh, but just why don't you read through the second to last faint,
1: faint brawler, one point. Use while attacking a figure within two spaces. Choose one attack die and one defense die, and remove their results from the attack and defense results. Say what? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> nasty. Okay, that's pretty cool.
0: Very yeah, exactly. So it is one point.
1: Cool. Yeah, exactly. So there is a there is an additional cost.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But Vader now can remove the defender's dodge.
1: hmm
0: But but again, it does it could potentially mean he's he's paying three damage to cut three dodge, which is hundred percent worth it. Because
3: mm-hmm. that's yeah a lot more than zero. Well you probably you're removing your worst dice, so you're yeah. saying one or two things.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's high chance that one of your dice has given you poop anyways. So you yeah. to take that out um and it balances out, yeah. It, especially if you're removing a dodge. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, that is very strong.
0: Exactly, and I think the reason it's one point instead of two is that heightened reflexes is just to remove a defense die.
1: Yeah. Whereas in here
0: it's one point, but you have to remove an
3: attack die as well. Yeah,
1: there's an extra. Well, and
3: point. and it's within two spaces, so you've got to Ooh, be yeah. melee. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it is very good though mm-hmm. with with that and with element. That's some serious brawler.
0: And heightened as well,
3: you know, if uh,
0: if you've got hunter brawlers, you know, uh, right. run this in a empire melee list. You've got the Grand Inquisitor and Mara. Exactly. You could have a lot of tools to get rid of dodges and defense dice. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Interesting. All right. That's, I I good. that's
0: very good. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But if we're going to talk about very good, let's take a look at the final card for the IACP Season 5. This is an Alpha Strike card. It's on the level of Lamb, Assassinate, and Iron Will. So David, as our creature expert, why
3: don't you read this one through for us? Okay, so it's called Apex Predator. Large creature only. Used during your activation to become focused, hidden, gain two tokens of any kind, and two movement points. The next time a hostile figure within two spaces is defeated during this activation, recover two damage.
1: Ooh, three cost.
3: Three costs, yes. So steep, but you basically get everything.
1: You get, get a everything. Lot. You get, the you whole get all, thing. Yeah,
3: <laughs> all of the tokens that you can possibly get. Exactly. So
0: that Rankle is uh, going mm. uh, oh, to yeah. hit
2: hard. The Wampa is
0: going to hit hard. The Nexu is going to hit hard. Everything. It's everything except Lothcats, I'm sorry to say, David. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but all of the large creatures, even ter- Tarot can play
1: this. Do Wampas count as large?
3: Yeah, if they're more than one space. Okay, okay. So Tarot can play this. Yeah, this is incredibly good on Tarot. Oh,
1: gosh. You? Yeah. Ooh.
3: Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, this
0: is, I- I'm so excited about this card. I'm not usually a creature guy. I, I doubt I'm going to play it much. But it is just so good. It is 100% on the level of assassinate lamb and iron yeah, blood. I'm just it is a alpha strike card. I'm
1: picturing this on tarot as well with his cavalry charge. And oh. this one. like, that's so nasty. Like, he's out there. He has extra dodge. He's helped out his squad. And you're going to be in for some serious hurt.
3: And you replenish his block tokens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's 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 very good. I guess it doesn't work with the uh, Bantha, but that's probably okay. Or it's not it's yeah. not worth using on the Bantha. Mm.
0: I mean, it's not awful. You get a yeah. good attack off, and you get extra movement points to crush, and you do
3: heal a little bit of damage. But yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, the Ranker, the Ranker loves this.
1: Yeah, this is for the the comeback of the Rancor. Ooh,
3: I think the the hard part is going to be fitting this in with Crush mm. and Wild Fury because that's already. Mm. Eight of your points. Which... Yeah,
0: so you might not run it in a RAM list if you really want to have Crush. It's probably more of a, you know, I've got a Nexu. If you're, if you're running a Nexu, you're, you're going to put it in every time. Yeah. If, you Womba, it in every time. Really if you've got the uh, Womp, you're going to put it in every time. If you've got Tarot and Dubax, you're going to put it in every time. It's a very, very, very good card. Ooh.
1: That yeah, looks fun. Very exciting. Oh, that's, it's a really nice, diverse mix of stuff in Season 5.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So before we take a step back and look at the entirety of the season in its fullest, let's have a just quick chat about the approved changes. So there are five approved changes happening in the season. And we really don't want to change approved cards because we've said time and time again that when people vote to approve a card, they will not be changed unless they really have to. However, there are some cards because on the thing is, the more seasons we create, the more space there is um needed on you know app builders and on our printouts and stuff like that which means that if cards really never get played then they're just taking up space which means more paper people are going to waste it's more time wasted more data requirements wasted for um the tts and app builder designers and stuff like that Yes, yeah. designers so we are going to do we thought it would be best to do it in this season because as we've had a lot of folks on command cards this season. I think it would be a good option to do it so we have five changes i'll go with them quickly the atst luke skywalker jedi biv Bodric, dengar and zuckers are all going down by one point the atst is now 10 Jedi luke is 10 biv is seven dengar seven zuckers is six so what do you guys think of that i think it's great i think that that is definitely enough to get i'm not sure about zuckers uh but i think that everything else that's perfect that's exactly what they need the atst is good but a little not quite good enough for 11. Luke is good, not quite good enough for 11. Dave is on the verge, but just needs to be a little cheaper. Same for Dengar.
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's about right. Hmm. Yeah. I think ATST and Luke are sort of worth a Han ish sometimes.
1: <laughs> sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fact that they're more than Han doesn't really make sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy with those. There some things that we haven't really seen very much. I'm excited to see if people play the ATST a bit more, especially with some of the new cards that have been introduced in season five. Um yeah we'll I see. will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alright, well let's close out the episode. It's been a it's been a long one. Uh but it's good it's been good. We've been able to go through all the cards and really give our proper thoughts on them in full. So what do you guys think all in all about the season i'm very pleased. i love it
1: i really really like it there's a huge mix i think for lots of different play styles there's lots of different unique ways to play i I can see the the new deployment cards fitting into a wide variety of different types of lists and also Mm. fitting in with the types of archetypes that we've been seeing being played that like there there are going to be lots of different ways to play the cards. And so I'm really excited about that. And just giving some love to some some really iconic characters that just haven't been like the Wampa which is unplayable. <laughs> but yeah. so iconic in Star Wars. It's really nice to, to see mm-hmm. to see that getting getting a, a revamp.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. I think a lot of it is quite thematic too.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love this season. It's, it's again, the season, I have not worked on this one as much as I did season four. You know, season four, my I put my heart and soul into Krennic and the Darksaber. I don't really have that kind of card in this season because, again, I've just been working so much to get the uh, to get the tournaments as good as possible because tournaments have been going through a lot of changes and I think they're in a good spot now. Mm,
1: yeah, there have been a lot of events. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement around the events as well, which is nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. We've been able to have more people come to events and make less of a loss running them, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> that, 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 that's exactly what we want. Uh, and also, we've been able to reduce the ticket price, so it's now cheaper to play in. We have more players, and we're not we're not uh, losing as much money while running them, which is that that is the perfect trifecta. So, you know, there's still some details that need to be done. We might change on how payment is handled because the Stripe which we use it takes a hefty cut, <laughs> um, so we might look at. Um, just doing it through paper or something, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the season. Uh, what are your thoughts, David?
3: Yeah, it's great. I think I'm surprisingly excited about Rebels this time around. Mm. And obviously the creature stuff. Yes. Uh, also stuff like the heavy, heavy troopers. But I, I'm actually a little more excited about playing Krennic, surprisingly. So I'm excited about something from last season with the stuff that's come out this Yeah,
1: season. but uh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what exactly excites you more about Krennic? Is it his command card
3: or the heavies or? I think it's it's a mix of of his command card and, and the heavies and some mm. of the new upgrades and things. Yeah. And Tarot <laughs> getting into the mix there. Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: I think there are some very, very fun combos. If you go up against a undress list, that's going to be painful. Mm. But, but even there, if you can just do enough damage, you're okay with losing some cards or taking some extra damage. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's very, very good. I'm very excited for the season and we'll see. So by the time this episode releases, it's probably going to release on the same day that the season gets launched. So that's officially on February the 2nd. And yes, we're going to have three months of playtesting games going on. Uh, we're going to have leagues. We're going to have tournaments, free tournaments. It's, it's going to be a bunch of fun. And then after the three months, we are gonna, you know, go through the voting and then back into vessel seasonal tournaments and approved uh, play.
3: Sounds good. Yeah,
0: this is going to be a very exciting time for Pure Assault. But this episode has gone on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's wrap it all up. So thank you everyone for listening. I hope you all love season five just as much as we do, and as much fun as it was to design it. And we will see you in the next one.
3: Bye-bye. Bye.